If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm a 
rockin' there. Hey. Apple D B infinite. BEP hey. we definite. Hey. Leon some next level shit. Futuristic music lead. Hey. Powerful with energy. Hey. From the soul we sonically. Hey. Sending positivity hey. across the globe in seven seas. Hey. Take care of our families. Hey. Rockin' shows, making cheese. Hey. I'ma be out with my feet. Living life, feeling free. Hey. That's how it's supposed to be. Come join my festivity hey. and celebrate like I'm a
What's going on, everybody? What's going on here? Sorry it took a minute to get the show kicked off here. I, As always, I'm trying to plan things out, trying to get this right. And I had technical difficulties earlier tonight. It was really upsetting. I thought I was going to have an issue with the audio on my end. But it turns out I don't know what the hell I'm doing. That's basically what it is. It's user error. It's user error. That's all right, though. But, guys, listen. We got a loaded show for you guys here tonight, and I want you guys to call in 920-376-9400. Got a lot on our plate here. I talk about in the past, you know, uh, liberals, they, they're, they're really good at bastardizing the English language. We're going to talk about that and how it's actually been implemented within Merriam-Webster. Very important. You guys are going to be a part of this here. Did you know, according to DHS, one of the biggest problems facing us as a nation is white supremacy? I'd like to know what the hell white supremacy is. I've asked the question a lot of times. Nobody can give me an answer, but we're going to talk about that. Self-imposed segregation, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the NFL, uh, DC Comics. I got all kinds of stuff here. So without further ado, let's get this kicked off right now. September 15th, 2020. I'm your host, Ed Delgado, Mr. Ed, coming at you live right out of the heart here of central Wisconsin, 48 days until election day. Are you guys ready? I hope you're ready, because whether you like it or not, it's coming. It's coming. The bionic fly is still here. I have tried to kill that damn thing. I have used fly swatters. I have used lighters, I have used butane, I have used uh, fly paper. The bionic fly will not die. This thing is incredible. Now, I know somebody has said something. I, I'm trying to remember who it was that said this, that maybe it was a, uh, a robotic, you know, some little spy fly or something like that, you know, uh, some crazy a sci-fi thing. And I'm starting to wonder now, like, oh, man, nothing I do is catching this thing. Even when I hit it, it just kind of like shrugs it off. This is like the baddest fly in existence. Like it just, it does not give a F. I mean, it is a badass fly. See, I thought that too. But there's only one down here. There's only one in the studio and like nothing else. Nothing else. I, I that's why I think it's bionic. I think it's a gang. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So a little follow-up from last week here. Um, I was talking to a few people over uh, just via DMs and stuff, and it was funny because a lot of folks just, uh, I guess they didn't realize that John Galt and I are actual brothers. Like, we're blood-related, actually full-blooded brothers. So it was, it was actually kind of cool. Um but, yeah, he's funny, though, because, you know, obviously when he gets the chance to call in and everything, he does. And I love to have him on here more often. So, and, of course, like I said, you guys, too, call in tonight here. We got a lot on our plate. And I definitely want you guys to chime in here. And, of course, the chat room is blowing up tonight. Let's give a nod to our first-time listener, Sarah, in the chat room here tonight. Thank you for joining us tonight. I do appreciate that. Uh, we got Brother Mike Myers in the house. We got Teresa from uh, Taking Flight Health Coaching. Wonderful to see you here. We got Brother John from OBFSU. And then we got John Galt. 
<laughs> yes, he is a stronger brother. He's he's got the strong hand. <laughs> the stronger brother. <laughs> oh hell. Well, I hope you guys had a really good weekend. Um, obviously, some dark things happened over the weekend. We're going to get to that. But I want to get to this here. I want to get to 9-11. Just one hand. Just one hand. <laughs> so, obviously, last Friday was 9-11. And I did not want to. In the past, I have done shows on 9-11. But I decided not to do it this year simply for the fact that I was doing more with my son, talking to him about 9-11. We were watching some stuff over History Channel. Um, myself, Jen, and the little guy. And just kind of explained to him what happened. And it's kind of interesting because what's fascinating about history as a whole, and I think this is the case for most people, and this isn't really a knock against them, but it's this idea that I think that for a lot of people, they don't believe there was history prior to their birth, Right? Everything prior to their birth was just ancient history. It didn't affect them type of thing. And it's interesting because I remember growing up, and maybe it's because of the the circle of people that were around me. Like, I, I grew up around military atmosphere. So Vietnam wasn't, like, a distant memory for me. I knew Vietnam veterans growing up. I knew World War II veterans growing up. I knew Korean War veterans growing up. So that was never, like, really disassociated with me. Um, I, actually, I lived in, uh, on Guam for a time, and I had the opportunity and privilege to actually talk to a lot of veterans that had served during World War II. Malort, Malort is evil. It is, it is absolutely horrible. Um, it is probably the worst drink on the planet. I would encourage you, if you don't know what Malort is, go to YouTube.com. Look up Malort. The commercials are absolutely hilarious. It is, and if you guys like going to bars, it is an absolute wonderful penalty shot. Like if you're doing bar dice and a die falls off and you got to take a penalty, Malort should be it. Like it is 99 root beers is heaven compared to Malort. It is absolutely horrible. It leaves the taste of like burnt rubber bands in your mouth for the next three hours. It's not even, no, piss water's better. Oh, Malort is horrible. It's like if they filtered piss water through a sewage system, it's, it's, it's God awful. Yeah, yeah. If uh, 2020 were a drink, it would definitely be Malort. No doubt about that. And I think it's kind of, it's interesting because I watched and observed how people had treated 9-11 over the years. And it's become painfully obvious. We said that we would never forget. Clearly, many people have. And honestly, I don't know what I'm disgusted with more. Have I eaten burnt rubber bands? It's, no, it's what I would imagine it would have tasted like, you know, but... I digress or digest. It depends on if I eat or not. Actually, I didn't have dinner tonight, but I'll worry about that later after the show. But um, clearly a lot of people have forgotten. And we see this in our politics. We see this in our culture. And I, you know, give credit where credit's due. Care, you know, uh, co-conspirators to 9-11, unindicted co-conspirators, I would add. They have done their job. 
they have done their job in pushing their agenda of quote unquote tolerance, acceptance, pushing their narrative and gotten people to literally forget about the causes, the reasons and everything leading up to 9-11, the events of 9-11. So I don't know what I'm more disgusted with, the people that have allowed themselves to forget or those of us that have allowed others to forget, myself included. You know, I mean, I think it's all fine and well that, you know, you go ahead and you put your, uh, you know, you put your, 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 your little social media posts up there. You know, 9-11, never forget, Twin Towers, uh, you know, all the light and everything. But obviously more needs to be done. And I honestly don't know if we're going to have another opportunity to do more going forward if, and this is a big if, Kamala Harris wins. By the way, Kamala Harris uh, and Joe Biden both made a nice little slip. The thing you can count on with liberals is they'll always tell you what they're going to do. Yeah, they weren't talking to the Biden administration. They were talking to the Harris administration. We'll get to that later on here in the show. But um, I want to go and get into this story here because there are some people that have not forgotten. And there are some people that are still young enough where they weren't even born. And yet they continue to pay tribute and worse yet, though, they're being penalized for this. Now, this should really get people in a tizzy. I think, I think you should be very worked up about it. Mike, I got a great story for you later on this, uh, in this uh, episode here. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, it's about the Catholic Church. I think you will really, really like it. I think you're going to disagree with it on some points, but I do think you will enjoy it, though. It touches on a topic you and I have spoken about at length here. But apparently there was some high school kids in Ohio. They were playing football, they're football players, and there was two boys. One carried a thin blue line flag. The other carried a thin red line flag. Now, obviously, the boy who carried the police flag, his father was, guess what? A police officer. And the boy with the red flag, his father is a firefighter. Okay, cool. Great. But this is, this is where it gets kind of crazy, though. And I'm going to get into this story right now. So two football players on the Little Miami, Ohio, high school 
uh, team have been suspended for them t- from the, the team after they were they defied school officials and carried a thin blue line and thin red line flags supporting police and firefighters onto the field before Friday's September 11th game. Senior quarterback Brady Williams, whose father is a police officer, carried the thin blue line flag onto the field. I was just doing it to honor the people that lost their lives 19 years ago, Williams told WKRC. The thin red line flag was carried by Jared Bentley. His father is a firefighter. I was all for it, he said, and he told the, the uh, Cincinnati TV station, because my dad is a firefighter, and if it, had, if it had been him that was killed on 9-11, I would have wanted someone to do it for him. The two players asked school officials for permission to carry the flags, but they were denied. The players chose to defy the school authorities, and the school responded by slapping them with, are you ready for this, indefinite suspensions. Indefinite suspension for carrying these flags. Hmm. Well, the school has something to say about it here, and we're going to get to that here in just a moment, but... Oh, here, well, good right now. <laughs> we can't have students who decide to do something anyway after they've been told that they shouldn't do it. Little, uh, Little Miami Superintendent Gregory Power told WKRC, we do not want to place ourselves in a circumstance where another family might want a different flag to come out of the tunnel. One that may be, one that, and this is their writing, many other families may not agree with from a political perspective. Brady Williams' mother, uh, Kelly, wrote on Facebook about the situation and what it means for her son to take a stand. And and I want to go to this here before I go to the chats because I think what she says is, is right on point. On the anniversary of one of the worst days in American history, my son and some of his teammates wanted to honor the men and women who gave their lives to save others. They want to honor firefighters and law enforcement officers by carrying the thin red line and thin blue line flags in addition to the American flag as the Little Miami local schools Panthers take to the football field tonight. Unfortunately, they will tell no. No? On the 19th anniversary of 9-11? Let me also say that one of their coaches is a police officer. One of their players lost a family member on 9-11. My emails to the AD... Assistant AD and AD secretary have all gone unanswered. I have never been more disappointed in a school's decision. Sometimes standing for something that's right means you may stand alone. I am proud of the son we have raised. I, a son that knows right from wrong. He knows the importance of honoring the men and women who have given the ultimate sacrifice at a time when it wasn't, when he wasn't even born. We will never forget. So John mentioned on here just now, he mentioned due to the backlash from the suspensions, they've been reinstated now. See, and that's funny because only because of public pressure were they reinstated. But here's the kick about it, though. Why were they suspended indefinitely? That's my initial question. Okay, because I'm I'm willing to bet if it was a BLM flag, an Antifa flag, a pride flag, not only would they, have, they not have been suspended, I'm willing to get bet that they would have get, been given a blessing to go ahead and carry it onto the field. I'm willing to bet that they would have been told, no, 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 go ahead. And if you want to do whatever you want, go ahead. 
And, and it just absolutely disgusts me that we cannot, it, it's actually taboo now to stand in defense and represent law enforcement, firefighters, our military. I mean, again, we were watching the 9-11 uh, uh, documentaries and everything that happened on Friday night. And one of the things that was probably the number one most jarring and like we all remember that day if you were alive during that day you remember where you were you remember the events as they unfolded um you can literally play it back word for word for word and i remember watching the videos and i remember watching live and i remember when after the buildings had collapsed one of the most disturbing and eerie things that i saw was in this pile of rubble was all of the transponders, the chirping, deet, 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 deet. And those are affixed to a firefighter in the event that they happen to, you know, building collapses on them or something. They can actually try to locate the firefighter, hopefully rescue them. But to hear that many transponders going off at one time, under all of that rabble, and then as you're seeing all of those buildings, I mean, the planes are hitting and you're seeing, you know, buildings coming down. What you're seeing is law enforcement officers and firefighters running to the buildings. Now, you got to understand that when it comes to the professions of law enforcement, the military, firefighters, they actually do something that goes contrary to human nature. Like when there's bullets being shot at you when there's a fire and there's a bad guy the natural human instinct is to get away you know fight or flight you know i I, I need to get out of this you know i ain't trying to get all jacked up i got to go but what do these guys do they run into it that is heroism you know when when every part of your body tells you no i you got to go but then there's that other part in you that says, no, man, this is what we're here to do. We need to go out and take care of these people, rescue the folks that we can. And almost, almost 3,000 people lost their lives that day. Now, and we're not even talking about the people, the survivors that ended up dying later on because the illness is related to 9-11 with the buildings falling and all of the ash and everything up in the air. I, I think it's kind of it's, it's really disgusting that it would take public backlash for the school superintendent here at this little Miami high school to reverse their decision based on backlash instead of doing the right thing and saying, nope, go ahead and do it. You know, we stand, by, we stand with law enforcement. But see, that's taboo, right? Because apparently it's the cool thing. You know, you need to vilify law enforcement. You need to demonize law enforcement, EMTs. Uh, you name it. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, we got the repo man here in the house tonight. What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight, man? What was that car you repoed? And are you uh, are you wholesaling? That's all I need to know. Actually, uh, let me know if you got a, a Harley Davidson uh, Fat Boy. Because if you got one of those, you know, just saying, I'm willing to trade you a few a few uh, a few cans of Goya beans if you're interested. I'm just saying. What do we got here? What on God's earth is this? <laughs> G- 
Joe's just like sent all kinds of memes and stuff my way. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know if I want to be a part of this. The Chihuahua is a little disturbing. That's all I'm going to say. It wasn't anything bad this time around. But going into the chat room here, yeah. So, like John said, you know, due to the backlash uh, for the suspensions, they've been reinstated. But again, I could go to, you know, you could have a kid go to school, beat someone, you know, within an inch of their life and probably get like, what, three days suspension, a week suspension? Indefinite suspension? And they're worried about, you know, somebody being offended politically. Well, you know, and I think here's part of the problem. Everything is political. The idea that we're not or your issue is not political is just so incredibly disingenuous that it it, it fails even the most basic of understanding. Because if you're pushing a particular agenda or you're pushing a particular issue, it is rooted in politics. Whether you like it or not, you don't have to like it. That's the thing. You don't have to like it for it to be true. There's a lot of things in life. It's kind of like being at war with somebody. You may not want to be at war with them, but that doesn't change the fact that they're at war with you. So either you're going to go to war with them and defend yourself, or you're going to be just awesome Lorraine. You know, you're going to get run over. Oh, let's see. What else we got here in the chat room? Mike, uh, what did Mike say here? Mike mentioned here we need more backlash. Uh, John Gulp mentioned, uh, yet where I live, there are school banner, schools with banners uh, that have BLM signs on them. See, and, th- and there you go. And they're not worried about offending the white kids. They're not worried about offending the Asian kids or anyone else. You know? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases. John also mentioned here, uh, right, Mike? People's silence allowed U.S. haters to get in the way. And that's exactly right. And this is one of those things where I was alluding to earlier. You know, have we, for those of us that observe the days, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor Day, Memorial Day, uh, September 11th. Yeah, we, 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 we observed it ourselves. But we have we done anything in our communities? And, and I got to tell you, I am, I am very much guilty of the fact that, no, I haven't done anything in the community when it comes to that. And that is definitely something I need to get on board with. You know what I mean? Oh, Goya is life. Sarah, Goya, it's beautiful. Especially that's that song. My God. 
You put some sasson in a hamburger and it becomes a beautiful thing. Put some sasson in a hamburger and grill it with some Jack Daniels charcoal. Oh, dear God in heaven, I'm making myself hungry. See, John Gall mentioned here, it's only it's only offensive when it's towards the Democrat side. Never the right. That is true. No, you are right. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, you're not supposed to offend the left. It just, no, bad you. Re-education camp to you. But apparently Joe makes his own re- beans. He's got his own label and everything. It's called repo beans. And uh, basically what repo beans are, and he kind of told me this off to the side, was uh, the beans that he kind of shoplifts at Aldi's. But, um, you know, it is what <laughs> Oh, hell. All right, let's get to the next story here because, uh, well, there's so much to go over. So, here in Wisconsin, our biggest uh, city is a wonderful little town called Milwaukee. And I have a love-hate relationship with Milwaukee. I used to really love that place, man. Because um, I remember, I mean, there was so many cool things to do down there. Going to the Grand Avenue Mall, Southridge Mall. Um, hell, you could just ride the bus and have a good time. As a matter of fact, I met a girlfriend riding the bus. I mean, just randomly met some chick. Um, she turned out to be crazy. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a whole other story. Uh, <laughs> But there's a lot of things to do. The bars, the restaurants, uh, Miller Park, if you're into that type of thing. Yes, and it used to be cool. But the crime has just gotten so incredibly out of control. And it just seems to get worse by the day. But that's not just a black problem. That's not a Hispanic problem. It's not just a white problem. It's an everybody problem. What's interesting about Milwaukee, though, is that if you take a look, when you you do a search for the words Milwaukee and segregation, one of the things that you'll find is a lot of, you know, mainstream media sources and independent lefty type of blogs that will go out there and talk about the segregation in Milwaukee, how it's the most segregated city in America. And to a certain extent, this is true. And if you're like most people, you're not really well-versed, well-read up on the history of any particular city, much less the city you live in. So, you know, your knee-jerk reaction is, oh, my God, that's horrible. Until you decide to read up on Milwaukee and learn what Milwaukee is about. See, Milwaukee is a very segregated city, but what they don't tell you is that Milwaukee segregation is not from redlining. It's not from... Hispanics and other minorities not being able to get mortgages or anything else being turned down in certain neighborhoods. It's nothing to do about that. It is self-imposed segregation. I'll say it again. It is self-imposed segregation. Now, a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people like to believe that, you know, well, if it's an all-black neighborhood, it's because they can't get out of those neighborhoods. Okay. Let me give that to you there, just for the sake of discussion. But if I'm giving that to you, then I expect you to give this to me. There's a lot of people that don't want to get out of that neighborhood. And it's not that they're trying to make that neighborhood better. They just don't want to get out 
of those neighborhoods. And of course, the question that becomes is why? Well, the answer is simple. Take a look at any high school. You see the Goths hanging out with the Goths. You see the Hispanics hanging out with the Hispanics. Majority of the black folks hanging out with black folks. Football players hanging out with football players. You know, the basketball players hanging out with the basketball players. And why is that? We like to associate ourselves with people that act, think, and look like us. Everybody does it. Now, it also depends on how you define yourself. Like, for example, myself... I, I don't, I don't really identify, you know, I, I, the whole title of the podcast is the caramel conservative. And I, and I use caramel because my skin tone is of a caramel color and I'm conservative. And even though I am Hispanic, I don't identify with necessarily being Mexican or Puerto Rican. I don't identify with blacks or whites. I identify with people that have more of an ideology like myself conservative leanings borderline libertarian um work your ass off play hard you know work hard play hard um take care of your family do your thing and don't let anyone get you down i i look for people like that that's who i associate with and i look for like-minded people to associate with versus say people that just look like me because my experience has told me that just because people look like me does not necessarily mean that they have the most noble of intentions. So in Milwaukee, what ends up happening, and a lot of this is because of immigration, both legal and I- illegal. So historically, in places like Milwaukee, what happened is that you had individuals, you know, uh, you had the Italians that would come into Milwaukee. They, I believe they were predominantly on the north side of Milwaukee. And... What was the Jews, I think. Um, it started with the Jews. They worked their ways up economically, socioeconomically, and then essentially they all moved out of the neighborhood, not all at one time, but just, you know, over a period of time. And then eventually the Italians came in. Well, the Italians ended up, you know, kind of doing the same thing. The Jews kind of set up a blueprint there, and the Italians, they got their businesses, did all this stuff, people immigrated. And as folks immigrated, it was interesting because as they were newcomers were coming to the, to, to the Milwaukee area, what they would do is the people that are already there, they would help them to assimilate into American culture. And then those people moved up into a higher strata and moved on. And then with the north side, then more it became more a predominantly black neighborhood and has been a predominantly black neighborhood for an extremely long time. Now, some people have elevated themselves into a higher strata, whereas many others have been either content or self-imposed stuck. Now, on the south side, and it's funny because I remember this growing up. I think my brother can attest to this as well. You got the Polish south side, the German south side. Um, I mean, you just look at some of the names over there, Nutskis, uh, Myers, uh, again, yep, the Italians in the Third Ward. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Italians were so immersed into the business economy, even them coming up, and this is going back into like the 50s and beyond, that there was actually ties with the mafia unit uh, called the Outfit based out of Chicago. And they had extensions out here in Milwaukee. <laughs> the Polish flats. Oh, my God. 
And it's funny because you go on the south side, you can still find a lot of Polish jellies and stuff like that. Now, my point in all this is that people segregating themselves to individuals that look like themselves is not just a black thing, a white thing, a Hispanic thing. You see the Spanish south side right now. You know, most of the, most of the Hispanics, uh, especially Mexican, Mexican, Central American, on, in the south side of Milwaukee, they all cluster into the south side of Milwaukee. Why? Because there are things that are familiar with them and people that can help them out and kind of learn their way. Now, this is important because eventually at some point, everybody's got to kind of mix and meld and match up with other people and deal with other people of different colors and ethnicities and all that other stuff. And obviously, 2020 has been a complete crap fest uh, it relates to that because if you know, I don't, even, I don't even want to get into the whole BLM thing too too extensively. But here's the thing: like I said earlier, nobody's telling you you can't buy property in a particular neighborhood. Well, I guess they are, but they're not telling you that's because you're black. They're telling you that because your credit score is like three seventy five. So if you got a piss poor credit score, guess what? You ain't getting a house. As a matter of fact, you ain't even getting a payday loan. I mean, you got to have pretty bad credit if they won't give you a payday loan. That's all I'm saying. So oftentimes, I think a lot of people don't seem to understand that when it comes to purchasing things like cars and homes, it's not redlining. It's not racism. It's your inability to manage your own money. It's your inability to hold down a job. That's nothing to do with your neighborhood or wanting to hold you down or anything. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thing else like that. But the bigger question is, is what would happen? Let's see here. I knew Joe was going to send something. What do we got? <laughs> well, that was dark. <laughs> Make sure you check out his Facebook page, MemeLord.com. Or uh, actually, I'm probably, I should set you up on something like that. But uh, <laughs> Meme Lord on Facebook, make sure you check that out, though. But obviously, when you take a look at what's happening right now, especially in a lot of the minority communities, what you end up seeing with all the rioting and the looting and the burning, and this has happened ever since the inception of Black Lives Matter, what they ended up doing is they end up tearing up, burning down their own businesses. You look at what happened in Kenosha. They destroyed more black-owned businesses than they did to raise awareness. They have caused more harm than the people that have died. It's very counterintuitive. 
Now, some people would like to take the idea of, well, maybe we need to have a black city. Interesting concept. Well, apparently down in Georgia, there's something called the Freedom Georgia Initiative. 19 black families have bought 96.71 acres in a place of uh, Toonsboro, Georgia. Now, their idea here is that they want to create a essentially a black city. Now, let's get into this here, and I want to get your thoughts on it. So, title of this here is group of a, black, a group of black families bought 97 acres to build a city for black people from scratch. Thanks to the Freedom Georgia Initiative, a black-owned, woman-owned, family-owned, veteran-managed limited liability company, black people in Toonsboro, Georgia, will get a whole new city. A group of 19 black families have joined together and bought 97 acres of land in the area, and they have an ambitious plan. The Freedom Georgia Initiative was started by Georgia Baylor, Ashley Scott, and a group of her friends. In an op-ed for Blavity, that's a hell of a name right there, Blavity, L-A-V-I-T-Y, Scott revealed the idea for a new city uh, king after the death of Ahmad Avery, a black man who was shot and killed by a group of white men while out jogging. A group of white men, it was guys. It was two guys, and he was trespassing, possibly thieving. But I'm going to get into all that because people end up losing their minds. So she says, I sought counseling from a black therapist, and it helped me. It helped me to realize that what we as black people are suffering from is racial trauma. We are dealing with systemic racism, Scott wrote. All right, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. She's a realtor. She is a realtor. All right, caller. Just try that again. But she's a realtor, okay? Obviously, she's a realtor with money to buy land. What is this racial trauma? I am confused. I don't know what's happening here, but I know I'm going to continue. The group's website goes into detail about their vision to develop a vast, resource-rich, 97-acre acres of land in Toonsboro, Georgia, for the establishment of of an innovative community for environmentally sustainable living, health and wellness, agriculture, and economic development, arts and culture for generations to come. Well, that sounds nice. I mean, that's laudable. I, I, I think, yeah, just sign me up. I, I, I dig that. It continues. Our aim is to be a premier recreational, educational, and culturally, a cultural destination for black families across the African uh Oh, this is a good word. Diaspora. Oh, if somebody can define this for me. I, I, I Oh, this is a this is good. Oh, you got me here. I I it's a word I I don't know. And I had a hard time spelling. I don't even know if I can pronounce it. Well anyway, we welcome you and your family and all black allies support us in our vision. To be the change we want to see. The initiative uh, posted a photo from the land on their Facebook page writing, Dreams do come true if you just change your thinking. Believe it can happen. Do the work. Surround yourself with like-minded people. Wow, that sounds familiar right there. We've discovered the, the viral post about Toonsboro, Georgia uh, for sale. And we joined several Facebook groups discussing building black cities and new black Wall Streets, which I am in huge support of that, by the way. Black Wall Street. Anyway, 
And we were... We were here for it, Scott wrote in her op-ed. It was clear to me that developing new cities was necessary because these old ones, even with strong black leadership, have too many deep-rooted problems. Scott attended the local city council and zoning meeting at first to look for new clients, but she learned a lot along the way about local politics and how cities work. My research into cityhood gave me insight into how we can change our communities and build real black power, she wrote. For Scott and Renee Walters, an entrepreneur and investor, the next steps was to assemble a group of 19 families and purchase the land, which will be given work, which, which will give work to black farmers, vendors, and contractors. We figured we could try to fix a broken system, or we could start fresh, start a city that could be a shining example of being the change you want to see. We wanted to be more involved in creating the lives. We, we really want for our black families and maybe, just maybe, create some generational wealth for ourselves by investing in the land, investing in creating a community that is built around our core values and beliefs. Now, of course, they have a GoFundMe because everybody and their mama has GoFundMe. As of uh, September 4th, they actually had uh, raised $20,000 toward their $88,000 gold. Uh, wow, 88 that's it? That's, Wow. Maybe I need to go buy some land in Georgia. <clears throat> anyway, so a couple questions here. And by the way, caller from the 414, if you're out there still, make sure you uh, give us a call here. Let's try that again. See if hopefully we can get through on that. So a couple questions here. Now, I don't know if I can necessarily disagree with what their plans are as a whole. Because one of the things that's interesting, and, and I really wish that people were more genuine and honest about their history instead of projecting the BS that they're being fed today. Because if a lot of folks within minority communities, black community in particular, they would know it was the Southern Dixiecrats, the modern day Democrats, because the big switch was a lie. They would know that it was the Southern Democrats that destroyed Black Wall Street. It was the Southern Democrats that did everything in their power to disrupt the, the nuclear family of the black home. It was the Southern Democrats that enacted the Jim Crow laws. Seriously? Now, I'm all in support of Black Wall Street. As a matter of fact, I, I have said this time and time again. If they had not destroyed Black Wall Street, the, the generational wealth that they talked about for the black community would be a model for other minorities in this country. It would be a model, I think, for everybody on, on the value of entrepreneurship, the value of getting out there and putting in that extra work that if you want something, you got to go make something happen. I, I can't argue that. But here's the thing. You want to talk about redlining. You got AOC running out there yelling about redlining. You got all these other Democrats, you know, parroting everything AOC has to say. You want to talk about systemic racism and that the problems are too, too rooted in there. So here comes my question. If you're building a quote-unquote black city, a... a a black ally city that you're welcoming folks to, 
Is that not by its very definition self-imposed segregation? And are you going to be redlining folks from buying into that if you're going to say, hey, we want black vendors and contractors and farmers to come in here and get some work in? Uh, but, uh, yeah, white boy, no. no you, you can't do any farming over here. I, know, I realize you lost your farm, but you ain't getting in on this. Would that not be, would that not be racist? Would that not be systemic racism on the foundation the very thing that they're critical of themselves? I'm just asking the questions here. Let's go back here in the uh, chat room. Uh, let's see. Brother Repo Man himself gives us the definition, gives us a couple of posts. He mentions here the, the dis, dis, dispersion of the Jews beyond Israel. Jews living outside of Israel, the dispersion of any people from the original homeland, plural. Dysporias, the dysporia of boat people from Asia. Ooh, that, that's a good word. Oh, you shouldn't just say, you know, hey, these folks got spread all over the place. You got to come up with a new word. Wow. That's what I got to do. I got to start coming up with new words. Just start making things up. You know, the definition of a dysporia is a disbursement of people from their homeland or a community formed by a people who have been exit, exiled or been removed from their homeland. An example of a dysphoria is a Jewish community. People settled together after they were dispersed from another land. Uh, John Galt mentioned here. So are these people who want the black community against mixed babies or relationships? There you go. That's another question. What are you going to do about the folks that, you know, hey, uh, well, there's a lot of black guys who date white women. So, is that going to be frowned upon? It's a, I think that's a great question. Mixed race, are they going to be eligible? Or is only you can only go let half of them into the neighborhood? Uh, apparently, Joe has actually got an application in for uh, a groundskeeper, lawnmower. Okay, right. You know what? Whatever pays the bill. You know, so you can lawn more, you can mow lawns during the day and steal cars at night. Pays the bills, right? Just saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, so no, it's funny uh, because one of the things to me that's so apparent, and I've said this a lot, and I don't think I'm wrong about this either, but when we take a look at the left as a whole. One of the things I, I don't, I, I find it very hard. I don't think you can come to any other conclusion other than this. The left liberals in particular, left liberals, one and the same, not the classical liberals. Like those people, I will disagree with you, but you're not in this category. Their ideology, their beliefs is, is rooted in racism. They are some of the biggest racist folks on this planet. Um, I keep seeing these memes post up all over the place here where there's a black person and they're like, hey, I'm not. A, and she can't get the word oppressed out because a white liberal says, no, 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 no. Yes, you are. And I'm here to speak for you. And, you know, and she goes on this diatribe about systemic racism and all this other crap. But again, this is soft bigotry. 
is what we get from the left. It is this idea that somehow that because of the pigmentation of our skin, that we are not capable or able enough or mentally, cognitively aware to defend ourselves, to assimilate to a particular culture, to deal with any particular issues, to overcome obstacles and everything else and these are the things that just do nothing but piss me off and what pisses me off even more than that is when i watch all these folks buy into this garbage and especially the folks that don't do a damn thing these are the folks that sit on their backside all day long complain about how they need to be given reparations they need the government to give them money you know why can't i get a job probably because you got an eighth grade education can we just be real here You can't even print your own name legibly. Just throwing it out there. 10 times 10 is what? No? (sighs) Thank God the registers at McDonald's do all the math for us, isn't it? It's kind of disturbing. But all right, guys, let's take our first break. When we come back here, I want to get into a couple different things. I'll probably kick it off here with, uh, well, a little bit of comic book here, comic book stuff. So give us a few minutes. We'll be right back. Like the legend of the phoenix. All ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? From the beginning
Welcome back to the Caramel Conservative Podcast. Coming at you here on another Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. What is Mexican Lucky? I'd be interested to know what that is. Is Mexican Lucky like mowing the lawn and not running out of gas? These are the questions I wonder. Joe posted on here, Mexican Lucky. So I just figured how to ask the question. You know, why not? <laughs> Apocalypse is joining us here in the chat room tonight. What's going on, brother? Good to see you here tonight. So something I alluded to earlier in the show here, I talked about just how the left like to bastardize the English language. And this is a big deal because I remember when I was working in Milwaukee, and I, I've told this story before, the, the place I was at, they, apparently they were approached by the alphabet people, the LGBTQXYZ elemental P community, and they were asked to put up a sign. This is before everyone got, got all woke and everything. And they had this sticker, they put it on the window, and they put it at the front desk reception area. And I said, this place is an LGBTQ-friendly ally. Well, I remember seeing this back in like, 2009, 2010, and it was funny because I, I looked at it and I looked at my boss. I'm like, this is the dumbest freaking thing I've ever seen. What, you're not an ally? I go, no. Well, what do you mean? I go, think about that. The choosing of these words was very, very well crafted. It leaves no middle ground. It is if you're not an ally, you're what? It, it's not like, you know, well, if you're not this, you're this, you're this. No, no, no. It leaves, there's no confusion. You're either an ally or you're an enemy. You're either with me or you're against me. This is like some Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader type stuff going on here. Cool. You know what? Do you, as long as you're not pushing it on anybody. Oh, we got the caller coming in here. Carla, you're on the air. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Oh, snap. Hilario. Hey, Brother Ed. It's Hilario de Leon. Hey, What's going on, man? It's Hilario. Oh, I just left the office, man. I'm, and I was trying to tune in into the show just a little bit earlier because I had a Zoom call with the campaign. Yeah, it was just late, and they wanted us all to be at the office. So I'm like, oh, man, tonight's the night. I got to get on and just say a little bit, just for a little. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, I won't stay on the entire time. Oh, you got some breaking news? What's going yeah. on, man? Oh, man. Well, I, I came on right when you said uh, some Anakin Skywalker, uh, Darth Vader type shit with oh. the alphabet people with the choosing of the English language. Well, it, and I thought... And it's funny because to me, it's very absolute. You know, Apocalypse mentioned in here, you know, with me or against me is lame. And I, and I, I think there are certain circumstances where that might apply. You know, do you, did you watch the TV show Cuties? No, I don't like oh pedophiles. <laughs> so you're either with me or against you. I'm against you. Trust me. The moment it's legal to shoot pedophiles. If Barry and Peta, if if what you're doing is a choice and and whatever, then me burying pedophiles is going to be called gardening. You know, I no. <laughs> oh my god! In Savanua, dude. Speaking of pedophiles, I I have to talk about this. Um, when I do my reenactment, there was this guy. Who Wait, I was real, close quick, to, real quick, real uh, quick, real quick. Just so, because we got a couple first-time listeners on here, we got to let them know. Hello, Tell them what kind of reenactments you do. Okay, I do Civil War reenacting around the country, and uh, I don't worry, I do union any of the people who are some <laughs> Confederate haters out there. Don't worry, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side that won. <laughs> and uh, I portray Robert Lincoln at times. Other times, I'm just a regular staff officer. Um, so hey, welcome to some first time listeners. We appreciate you guys listening to the show. Yes, sir. Uh, it's always good to have new people. Um, but anyways, back to what I was saying, yep. when I do my reenacting, there was a gentleman by the name of George Buss. Uh, George Buss was one of the people who betrayed Abraham Lincoln. There's a lot of Lincolns out there. Right. Um, but this guy was well-known uh, with around the country. He did a lot of nationwide events. He was the official Gettysburg Lincoln uh, for Remembrance Day, which is a huge event in Gettysburg, which has up to 10,000 reenactors marching down the street oh, yeah. uh, in their uniforms. Okay. And what? Don't, and, don't, and don't they do like a big old reenactment in some large field? I mean, it just literally looks like the real deal. What they do? Well, that would be in July. That's for the battle. Okay. Uh, in remember or in November, uh, which is Remembrance Day, it's remembering when Abraham Lincoln came to Gettysburg and gave his famous Gettysburg Address, and he had troops escorting him down the uh, way. Of course, the numbers have grown, uh, and they also allowed the Confederates to march as well, uh, which even makes it to the point where there's ten thousand people marching. Sure. And so what happened was, August 26th, I got a phone call. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, it's from someone I don't really always talk to. Uh, He's a friend, but I've been so busy, I uh, don't always have time to talk to people. And he said, did you hear the news about George? I was like, what are you talking about? It turns out this Abraham Lincoln reenactor, George Buss, someone who I knew for about four years and considered a good friend mm-hmm. was arrested on account of child pornography and many other things. What the hell's wrong with people? And it was people? a 
It was a six-month investigation. I was like, holy shit. So he was getting investigated when he was here at Menominee Falls. Uh, the last time I had my reenactment at Menominee Falls. And I was with him. <laughs> See, I don't, get, I don't get this, right? And this kind of ties to a story that I want to talk about here because California just recently, I think it was Proposition 145, Someone correct me on that if I'm uh, wrong on it, where basically I, a judge can give you leniency or and or not put you on a sex, uh, sexual offender registry if you are within 10 years of the minor and you commit acts of sodomy and they give consent. Yep. And it's like, wait a minute. So theoretically, an eight year old could give consent to an 18 year old. Theoretically. Like, That's fucked up. I, I read it. I read the thing. I it get. Just, I didn't get sound the, right at all to me. In, in a way, I get the 16, 17 year old. I get that mm-hmm. to a point. But you're talking children and preteens? Like, first That's of all, what the hell are you wrong. doing looking at children like that? And secondly, what the hell are you doing acting on that? And then for an individual like this, I mean, this is the type of thing where, number one, it, it is a mental illness, no doubt. Yeah. But the thing is, is that as with anybody that has to deal with mental illness, substance abuse, or anything else, you always look for that next high. You always look for that next taboo. It's kind of like the adrenaline yep. junkie. You know, it's not enough to go... Uh, jumping off the side of a mountain, I got to go jump off an airplane. Okay, cool. You went and did that. <laughs> you know, it wasn't enough to jump off an airplane. I need to get an aircraft that takes me into the stratosphere and then dive bomb at 357,000 miles an hour. You know, <laughs> I, I just want to come in hot like the Hulk. It's, it, and it doesn't make any damn sense because, like, do you honestly think that people aren't going to track you? And the, and the thing that's kind of scariest about that is, yeah, they went online to get this. But how far into the dark web did they go? Because isn't the, most yeah. of the stuff isn't the type of stuff that you're going to find, you know, uh, just doing a Google search or anything else like that, going to Pornhub or anything like that. It, it, you're talking. You really got to go through the back channel. Yeah. Uh, because um, Google and other things, uh, when it comes to sites like those, they do a very good job at trying to fight against that stuff. Because uh, people, it just you don't want everyday kids seeing that kind of shit. That's just stuff that fucks someone up sometimes. Well, you don't want adults seeing it. <laughs> But they do a very good job of trying to backlog it and then, like, put it way, like, you got, like, probably mm-hmm. 20 pages you got to click through before you find your sick, twisted fantasy. Right. And uh, for people like this to, like, do this, they got a lot of time on their hands, man. It's crazy. I don't, people in California are nuts. They, have, like, they are, if, a place could be the embodiment of the Twilight Zone. I always say, cut a hay. Nah, 
California just put the entire damn state into that category. Well, and, and especially the crazy, San Francisco. Well, the crazy part is, is that we're talking. You know, these are the major cities that make these decisions. It's the San Francisco's, the LA's, the San Diego's, the Sacramento's mm-hmm. that are like that. And the sad part is the the vast bulk of California geographically is highly conservative. It is Republican. Yep. And because of the population centers, it, it literally makes the Republican Party ineffective. Like you might you you're probably Republican light at best if you've been elected into any of these uh, major metropolitan areas. Which is why I think you end up getting propositions like this that are even proposed, I mean seriously considered, which is even more disturbing. Uh you know, and, and just along the same lines did you hear that they're trying to lower the voting age to 16 out there? Yes. They're going to start letting 16-year-olds uh, vote if they get that thing passed. What's wrong with these people? That shouldn't even be held up on a uh, federal level. Like, that, like if they want to do that just for a state level, by all means, that's on them. If they want to have their state sold out to China, if it already isn't, because we pretty much know it is, uh, or other places like China, uh, then they can do that. But don't California, my Wisconsin, don't California, the rest of the nation. See, I, uh, I think they're going to try to start small, though, because I, if, I, if I recall, and I'm going to go into a little more detail on this because this is one of those. I think you're right about that. This is one of those things where, and, and I need to go into more detail because I remember reading on this a little little while ago, and I didn't get too into it at the time. But at one point, I believe the voting age was 21. I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, I could be That's wrong about that, so I got to look at that. But I know the voting age was, was then changed to 18 because it was, you know, hey, don't you want to go to school and not have to work? Don't you want to just focus on your education? You know, your education being indoctrination. Education. But when you're that age... You're only going to vote for things that are going to benefit you, you know, social costs, financially and societally be damned. And it's frustrating because this, you know, a lot of these kids, you know, 16 to 25, your brain is still forming. All the synapses are still going off. You're hormonal as hell. And a lot of these young kids don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. And I know that that's all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, that's a mean thing. That's a mean thing to say. Well, I'm a mean person. I let me just put it out like that. I'm not. No, try, you're. you're I'm not right. trying to be nice. If I wanted to that's, be nice, I would right. not have a podcast. It, it, <laughs> it's not even being like mean or nice. Like you're 100 percent right. These people don't know what they have. These kids, I should say. Don't know what they want in life. They 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 go through life. Their high school is to try and help you, try and figure out. Well, it's supposed to 
try and help you figure out what you want to do in your life, which career you want to go off, if you want to go off to college uh, and pursue certain studies, then it's supposed to help you that way. Kids, they end up changing their minds uh, like 20 different ways they want to go. Like, oh, I want to be a mechanic. Eh, I don't want to be a mechanic anymore. I want to be a baker. I don't want to be a baker anymore. I want to be a, a lawyer, fight for uh, immigrant rights or something. Or I want to get into politics. So, oh, I don't want to do that now because I don't want to put in the work, et cetera, et cetera. So for them to mm-hmm. uh, lower the voting age, yeah. it's really going to fuck the state up because people... Some people, there are kids out there that I don't even want to vote. It's like, uh, don't you understand that uh, voting is like one of the most crucial things you could do to help better your society or change your society besides just getting involved and running for office? Uh, And they don't understand that. These are the same people who argue uh, what history should be taught and what history should be torn down or forgotten, right. which is wrong. They should not ha- uh, have that say, especially since they don't understand or study history. Uh, so for them to not know what how history works or what are some of the crucial details in history you should know, what makes them think that they're going to understand the crucial details in voting and the actual issues that would better their state? They won't know that stuff. Same way from the way that they won't know from uh, their own asshole. Real quick here in the chat room, John Galt mentioned, what's wrong with being a mechanic? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with being a mechanic. Nothing. I, uh, but, hell, there's some of these mechanics that make more money than uh, <laughs> teachers. Well, and, and Apocalypse raised a great point here. And I love this point because and I'm a nerd. I'll admit it. I'm perfectly fine with that. If somebody has a problem with it, I'll still fight them and win. Um, A a nerd that can fight. There it is. But he said in here, he goes, a 16-year-old in 2020 is much different than a 16-year-old from the 1990s as well. And it's funny because I remember, have you ever seen the movie Interview with a Vampire? Brad Pitt tells his story. Uh... And he said that, you know, here I was. 25, the master of a plantation. At 25, I was a man then. And you look at 25-year-olds today, most of them, are, I mean, like, they're still babes. Like, they have no idea what the hell they're doing. Many of them are just kind of floating in the wind. You know, a barista at Starbucks, you know, probably an Antifa member. And, you know, you, you got those few that, yep. that, that, that they, they know what they want to do. They're go-getters. They're making things happen. But it seems to be fewer these days than what we've had in the past. I mean, Apocalypse went back to the 1990s. He went back 30 years. You know, go back yep. into the 50s, 1950s and beyond. These young men, they knew what was up. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, and John Call mentioned here, too, the framers of our country were in their 20s. John from OBFSU also mentioned the problem with that entitlement age group is that they want to fly the 747 before they learn to clean the plane. And again, another problem. Yeah. People are not willing to put in their dues. I'll, I'll use you as an example. Now, for your job working for Trump Victory, 
that's your job, right? That's your bread and butter. That's how you eat and put roof that's over right. your head, right? Yep. Now, in order yes, to get is. to that position, I bet you had to do a lot of volunteer work. I bet you had to do a lot of calling. I bet you still do all a lot of the same things, but it was a lot of unpaid work. It was a lot of cutting cutting your teeth to get into it, right? Yes, it was. I put a lot of effort in. I volunteered with uh, Harris, and I volunteered with Chris Lawrence and mm-hmm. Bob Denall, and I was working with their group, the Wisconsin Conservative Digest. I have access to their Facebook page, so I can post whatever I want. I don't always do it. I used to. Look at you. Uh, I just got to be careful with what I post. Right. Because uh, I have this job now. But I was also putting together my own rally that I wanted to have when the DNC was originally going to come in 2016, or not 2016, uh, in July. Right. <laughs> and the campaign got whiffed, uh, wind of it because of people like Chris and Bob and Paris. They mentioned my name and they mm-hmm. came to me. Hey, would you like a job with Trump campaign, right. and I immediately said yes. It was a dream come true. Well, let me ask you this here. So I, I put the effort in. Let me ask you this here because I think this is this is really this is a big deal because I almost feel like I'm seeing something here with you and the people that you associated with that a lot of young folks don't have today. That even people from my era didn't necessarily have, but yet we still found them inadvertently. You seem like you had a lot of mentors with you though. You know, Bob Donnell, Paris McCopus, Christopher Lawrence, that allowed you to kind of grow at an exponential rate. Am I missing the boat on that? No, you are, uh, you're right in the general area. Um, for me, uh, I always was someone who liked to listen to what other people had to say and see where they got where they are. Mm-hmm. I like I'm a I'm a people person. I watch what people do. I study what they do. Uh, I mean, you can. I'm a big nerd too. I'm a big Star Wars geek, uh, and I really dove into depth, like as to weigh even the Star Wars politics, how that works. And the different mentors each character had, God, whether you, it's a you, TV you, show, movie, like you are such a nerd. Oh God, I, I am. I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm. I'm a bigger probably than you and Paris combined. Uh, just on that uh, Star Wars, topic. right? But what I would do, like, if I would watch movies, I would watch TV shows, I would watch the news, I would listen to what people say, see where they were coming from, and put together each part that I associated with and figured out how it could better my life so I could get to where I am. And so people like Chris and Paris uh, and you, even you, Ed, just coming on this show and talking mm-hmm. and having these wonderful discussions, it gives me great insight on different ways I can better not only myself but people around me and pass on knowledge to right. them or pass on even a bit of kindness because kindness can go a long way. Uh, but you are right about that. A lot of people, they have access to that who are my age, but they don't. I mean, I'm 19. For people that are new, uh, I'm 19 years old, and I'm out here doing the work, uh, making something of myself, and bringing people with me to better not only my life, but my community and my country. 
And a lot of kids in school, they have access to mentors. They have access to good people that will teach them, not the people that indoctrinate people. And are good people that teach a good message. Mm-hmm. But they don't take advantage of it. Well, which is their fault. They're shooting themselves in the foot. What the, and then they blame other people for what they have happening in their life. Well, I think a lot of the problem, too, is that a lot of them, and I, I'm no exception to this, because when I was, you know, when I was a young buck, you know, I thought I had all the answers. You couldn't tell me different. But it was funny because I was at least smart enough, and people in my era, you know, even if you had a big ego, and I don't think I had too big of an ego back then, I had an ego, but it wasn't like what it is today. Like today, my ego, I've earned my ego. Like I, 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 I've been forged through fire and steel. Um, back then, not so much. Right. You know, it's like, oh, dude, you came close to the, you came close to the fire. That's cute. Oh, you're, you're trying to be an adult. Try again. But there was always like that. There was always that one person though, that it was like, damn. They they got their shit together. Like, even when they mess up, they pull back, reevaluate. They had Marine Corps. You adapt. You overcome. You you improvise. You know. You you just go out there. Yep. You make stuff. And, and for me, one of the things I love about what I do, both personally in, in my personal life, in my work life, here on the podcast. For me, this is all about, you know, and and I'm putting something together here, and it's what I would, I'm going to loosely call it a plus ultra lifestyle. It's it's this idea to go further beyond what is expected or anything else. It's this idea that, you know what, and I always talk about this, become the best version of yourself you can be, go out there and just with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dominate. Be better who, than who you were yesterday. And part of that is constantly learning, picking up from other people, regardless of their age or anything else, because a lot of you don't realize that there's people with different experiences have so much to teach you. And if you ever think that you are so high and mighty that you have nothing left to learn, then why are you continuing? You know, it, it, it is pointless. And I think a lot of these young kids, they have this idea that, you know what, you can't tell me nothing. I got this. I got it all figured out. And it's like, all right, cool. Get a job. Now it's time for you to pay rent. 
you, you ain't got the rent money, get the hell out. You know, and they don't like hearing that because they feel entitled. They feel like you know what? Yes, damn it, they are. I should have this 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 baller house, and I should be living like this. And it's like, dude, you gotta live in the crappy studio and make that money first, and build them skills before you're able to go beyond. Because if you can't even maintain that crap studio, what the hell makes you think you're gonna be able to afford a fifteen hundred, two thousand dollar? you know, a month mortgage, much less the responsibilities exactly. of a family and a job and all the stresses and everything that's attached to it. I agree. They want things handed to them on a silver platter. And it's very sad. It's very sad that it, people, that kind of mentality now, and it's not just young kids, it's adults. There are people who want people to send them money. Uh, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I saw a Republican who was a big Trump supporter, and he was from St. Louis, Missouri, and uh, he just, he had a job, and he had stuff going for him, he was on he was on Laura Ingram's show, I mean, he had everything going for him, and I don't know what happened, just things fell apart, and then he just, every time he asked for handouts, he never... <laughs> It's very hypocritical. It's like, dude, you are supposed to be a Trump-supporting Republican, and you're out here asking people to donate money to you and give you handouts because you can't put food on the table for your kids. Like, give me a break. That's well, not right. Well, I, I think it's interesting, especially with um, – and I call what we do here new media. And I'm not the first one to say this, you know, new media being YouTube, podcasts, vlogging, that type of thing, you you know, and, you know, everybody's got, you know, hey, you know, one of, one of my favorite, my brother and I, one of our favorite podcasters, uh, Tim Poole. I don't know if you know who he is or you watch him. Um, uh, name is familiar. I think I've heard him before. You should definitely check him out. He, he is a classic liberal Refuse to call himself a conservative, but when you listen to his breakdown and analytics of news, it, it, it's it's so spot on. It's incredible. And even when you disagree with him, you want to actually go out and it's like, dude, let's go get a drink afterwards, man. But <laughs> one of the things that's interesting, and I God bless it. I feel I feel like I lost my train of thought here for a second because I got I got I got sidetracked by beer and pizza. And a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn no, microwave. No, but I think it's important that we pick up on, on. Like, I really didn't lose my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> but. All right, let's just move on to something else here because, and I'm sure I'm going to pick up on it here in a moment. And it's going to hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, and this is what happens when I don't take notes when I'm having a conversation. And Apocalypse, <laughs> Apocalypse okay. just said here, uh, if you're talking about beer and pizza, don't forget to order the, uh, the chicken wings. You got to have yeah. chicken. You, you got to have chicken. I remember we were having that discussion like, I think it was like a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was questioning you, like how much you love chicken. It, it was fascinating. I was highly entertained because I don't think I've ever met anyone who loved chicken more than you. Oh, chicken is. And life. I think 
I think that's awesome. Chick- chicken is life. I don't care what anybody says. It's it, all of the meats can fall to the wayside. You know, I'm a huge fan of beef, but uh, if there is no chicken, there is no life. That's that's just all there's to it. <laughs> there you go. There oh, you go. No. no, but let's go back to the you know the the idea about put you know putting in the work and everything. You know, and I think ultimately, mm-hmm. you know. If you're not learning from people, all you're doing is just really you're stagnant and you really have nothing left to offer. And it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous because when you think that you have all the answers and you're not doing anything to elevate somebody else, you're not doing anything to elevate yourself any more than that, it, it, it's kind of pointless, and one of the things that I see here with this entitled vision, and we see this here, you know, the Antifa crowd, they're running out there, the BLM crowd, they're running out there, and they're, they're throwing out all these wonderful little talking points. Systemic racism. Okay, what is systemic racism? You get seven different answers if you ask seven different people. It's like, okay, clearly you yep. have no answer. All right, fine. Fascism. What's fascism? Okay, fascism is arresting you for rioting and looting. Okay, so you want to commit criminal activity fine okay all right well at least you're consistent on that um not gonna happen unless you're in seattle or portland but okay you do you um mm-hmm. my brother just said he's loved chicken as long as i can remember it's true it is. <laughs> it's true god bless chicken chicken is god's way of telling us he loves us that's all i'm gonna say on that but <laughs> But you get no answers on these things other than I just feel that's the way it should be. And it's like, when did your feelings become a matter for policy? Like, I I never understood that. You know, when did you just because you feel you should have what the person has worked their ass off for? When did you feel, you know become the reason why you should have the big house and, and without the responsibilities that come along with it. Never understood I that. I mean, I, it's very hard to understand. And, you know, these people, when you mentioned how uh, they live that lifestyle where they feel like they know everything and nobody can tell them otherwise, and there's nothing else that they can expand their mind on learning... Uh, you look at a lot of young people, for example, a lot of them, when they have that mentality, and especially if they're on the left, they're depressed. They're depressed, mm-hmm. and they don't understand why they make themselves well, it's because that they have way. No joy. Sometimes. I, I, yeah. By the way, I remember what we were talking about, what I, what I ended up slipping my mind on. So I was talking about Tim Poole. And one of the things that he says, you know, hey, listen, if you, uh, you know, if you think I'm doing a good job here, uh, you know, feel free to donate and whatever else. You know, he's got a little, what is it, a PayPal or a subscribe star, whatever else to help fund his operation. Because that is his day-to-day J-O-B, you know. So with a lot of folks in new media, I get that to a point, you know. Because one day I would love for this to be like if I don't lose my train of thought here in the middle of a conversation, but I would love for this to be my job, you know, to actually sit here, do a three hour podcast every day, you know, and have various folks like yourselves and others onto the show and just break down the issues of the day. Would love to do that. 
But I think part of the problem is, is that a lot of these folks, you know, especially starting out, like I'm all giddy because I think it was like last year I made $10 on the podcast. It took me five years to make $10 on this podcast. And I was like, ooh, look at me. But and it was hilarious because it's like, oh, I guess I'm professional now since I'm paid. You know, 10 bucks is 10 bucks. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> but how many of these people do you see running around, you know, even the BLM folks talking about their stuff they, on, on a chalkboard or a whiteboard? They'll put, you know, my PayPal at. And it's like, wait a minute. You just spent the last half hour denigrating me and telling me how terrible of a person I was. And then you want me to donate mm. to your PayPal? You need a GTFO. <laughs> but I, I do get where you're coming from with this individual. And I think that individual, you know, maybe that's all he's trying to do is to do that one thing. So, I mean, I, I'll give a little understanding to it. But at the same point, I certainly see where you're coming from. on Just it. with a grain of salt. Well, I think with everything these days, we go with a grain of salt. Yes, I agree. Oh, man. All right. Listen, I, agree. I want to take a break here. Because uh, my cup needs a foot refill, I'm just gonna I ain't even gonna lie about that. But <laughs> when we come when we come back, though, if you're willing to hang on here, I I, I got some nerd action you might want to get in on. What kind of nerd action? That's the DC Comics. <laughs> That's the question. All right, all right, we'll see. All right, so I'll I'll hang on. All right, two and a half minutes. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right, see you in a bit. The kisses of the sun Were sweet, I didn't think I let it in my eyes Like an exotic dream The radio playing songs That I have never heard I don't know what to say Oh, not another word Just la-la-la-la-la It goes around the world Just la-la-la-la-la It's all around the world Just la-la-la-la-la It goes around the world Just la-la-la-la-la it's all around the world just
What's going on? Welcome back here to the Caramel Conservative Podcast on this wonderful Tuesday night, halfway through the month of September. We are 48 days away from election 2020. And as I tell you each and every night, it is undoubtedly the single most important election of our lifetimes. I say this every two years. I know that. But I'm telling you at this particular juncture in time, we are literally in a battle between good and evil. We are literally in a battle for the soul of the United States of America. We are literally in a battle for freedom. And I'm telling you now, if we fall, there is no other place. It literally goes back to the to the pillars of Hercules, non-terra plus ultra. There is no land further beyond. On the phone, special guest here, Hilario DeLeon. What's going on, brother? How you doing tonight? I'm doing very well, brother Ed, and you know what? You are exactly right. This is the most important election in our lifetime because everything that the president and his administration has fought for, not only every single day, but pretty much every minute against the Democratic horde with the media the uh, the so-called swamp establishment and the radicals in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. If we do not win this election, everything he has fought for will be taken away or lost and signed away by a stroke of a pen. And it will. And that goes be to the over. that goes to the courts, mm-hmm. bills, and even uh, especially the lower courts. Yes, sir. We're screwed. If we do not win, you are so but on point. That's, on it. that's why we are here to fight and win. Yes, and I sir. think we're going. I know we're going to win. Well, and it was interesting because you know I made a prediction uh, a couple months ago, and I maintain this here. I believe come twenty twenty, uh, once the election is all said and done, when all the smoke is cleared, all the riots and everything has happened, and once. Everything is done. We will be looking at a House majority. We will be looking at a Senate super majority. And we will be looking at the second term of President Donald J. Trump. And, and, and I want to I just put this caveat here. Um, not because I want to hedge my bets. Only because I want people that are listening to take this extremely serious. Because this is the potential of what can happen. And, and I got to give credit to Brother John from OBFSU, The Belly's Blast, Light Will Shine. If you guys are not checking out his show, you are missing something special. I'm telling you guys this right now. You need to check his show out. You need to go into the archives. You need to listen to those episodes because he'll tell you, you can be confident, but you cannot be complacent. This is mm-hmm. such an important message there. And also check out Operation Dynamo. That is, God, that's a beautiful episode there. Before I get into the geek realm, though, and I see Mike Myers here <laughs> checked in, checked in to, uh, you know, give a greeting here to Apocalypse. I want to get into this, uh, this topic because this topic's for Mike. Now, Mike and I, I love Mike because I'll tell you, Mike has been somebody that has kind of really helped me on my path and walking with the Lord, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I love it because, and I use this word for Mike quite a bit, because 
I think it's appropriate. But he has a way of saying it on his show like the following day. And he says, you know, oh, unorthodox, huh? And it's like, dude, I didn't mean it negatively. But he is a very unorthodox person. <laughs> you know, and I love his approach because it's very real. It's visceral. And because of that, I think him and I, him and I will often come to disagreements on certain things. And that's perfectly fine. Right. We should have disagreements and still remain civil with one another. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I've said before numerous times is that religious folks need to get out of their prayer circles. Religious folks need to kind of get off their asses and stop saying this. And, and I always hated this line. My mother-in-law, bless her heart in heaven. as She was a beautiful human being. And I love her so but she would often say, you know what? I'm not of this world. I'm, I'm just in it. And I've heard a lot of people say that over the years. And it, it it's kind of was like it was an excuse for a lot of folks. It was this idea, well, I'm just waiting to go to heaven and be in their real home. So that way you know, I'm just transitioning through here, you know, and then whatever happens, happens. I've never bought into that because it's like. If you can't defend the greatest gifts that God is giving you, that being your life, the lives of your family, this world, what makes you think that you're going to be worthy of the kingdom of heaven? But that's just my interpretation. I'm not claiming to know anything more than that. However, I've often said that a lot of Catholics and Christians in general need to get off their ass. You need to be involved politically. You need to get up there because if you are not, understand... That just because you do not want to be at war with somebody, and I said this earlier, does not mean they're not going to be at war with you. Yep. So, I have this article here. It's out of lacrosse, WXOW.com. And I want to go over this real quick here, and then I'm going to get your input. So, a lacrosse right, priest, a, a Catholic priest in, uh, in lacrosse, he actually condemned Democrats. And to me, this was just beautiful. Yes. Because I, I I've, been waiting, I've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for this. A lacrosse Catholic priest Amen. is at the center of political and religious controversy after releasing a video in which he tells followers that you cannot be Catholic and be a Democrat. The nine-minute video, and by the way, I, I haven't seen the video, but I'll disagree with the, with the, with the father here for a moment. You can be a Democrat if you are talking about in the traditional sense of a Democrat in today's modern day understanding of what a Democrat is. No, you cannot. I'll be the first person to say that. But let me continue mm-hmm. here. In the nine-minute video, Father James Altman, a priest at St. James uh, the Less on the north side of La Crosse, he says Catholics have a duty and an obligation to speak out. Amongst the other claims of video, in the video, Altman says Catholic church leaders are hypocrites and gutless cowards for not being more involved in politics because they're too damn worried about their 5013Cs. They're too worried about their damn tax-exempt status. And by the way, side note here, Archbishop James Listecki here in the uh, metro Milwaukee area, he's chastising folks for not attending Mass in person. Interesting because it's like, yes! are you mad because your collection plates aren't being filled? You have an obligation to go to mass. Well, no, 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 no. We're good here. I'm going to Zoom. I'm going to Skype this. So, okay. Yep. 
Yeah, you just mad because you ain't getting your collection plate filled. I met an archbishop <laughs> once. Dude had a baller ass ring and a caddy. I'm like, whoa, 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 what yes, happened to this vow of poverty, dude? And I know you're going to the I know you're going to the Korean whorehouses, so don't even play. And he was. <laughs> I'm glad he brought that up. <laughs> so We'll continue here. The video was produced and released by a Minnesota-based uh, media outlet. It was produced by, okay, we don't need all that, blah, 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 blah. tells you the cinematographer. Um, in the video, Father Altman also has a warning for those who fail to heed his warning. You cannot be Catholic and a Democrat, period. Their party platform is absolutely against everything the Catholic Church teaches. So just stop pretending you're Catholic and vote Democrat. Repent uh, your support, excuse me, repent your support of that party and its platform or face the fires of hell. Wow, that's a little, it's a little, it's a little dark. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, like, it's just like, damn, you, you just kind of went balls deep on that. But okay. Altman also denounces <laughs> Father James Martin, who spoke at the DNC and said climate change is a hoax. Black Lives Matter protests are Marxist, and Planned Parenthood is, quote, the most racist organization on the face of the planet by claiming its goal is to wipe out black babies. By the way, is he wrong? No. 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 No, not at all. The Lacrosse Catholic Diocese has declined comment on the matter. Altman has not responded to our request for comments. Is Father Altman wrong on anything? No. Chat room, please chime in. Hilario, break it down. He is 100% correct on the fact that if you are a Catholic or a Christian or anyone of a faith who believes that every life should be and must always be protected at conception, and every single life is sacred. You are not for the Democrat Party. You have a conservative value. That is something that the Republican Party has numerous times tried to fight for and continues to fight for, and I challenge everyone in the chat room if you have not seen the movie uh, Mayafa, uh, Mayafa, I think it's called. Okay. Ah, I got to look it up. Uh, but watch that movie um, and you will be astonished. I haven't watched it personally myself because uh, I haven't had time to watch it. But from what people have told me, they say, it will blow your mind he is not wrong at all and anyone who tries to attack him it's just foolish it's foolish because he's in the right well and i think some people can certainly accuse him as being absolutist you know earlier tonight we were talking about you know the and i'm not a fan of this you know if you're if you're if you're not with me you're against me i'm 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 not a fan of that but I think there right. are. Uh, yep, that'll work, Mike. That'll work. 
I'm going to send the link here to Mike here in a little bit. And uh, he actually got it from uh, LifeSite News, too. So that'll work just the same. LifeSite News is a great source. But I'm not a fan of the absolutist view that if you're not with me, you're against me. In general, I think that's one of the stupidest uh, viewpoints that one could have because there's a lot of areas of gray. However, Mm -hmm. I think that in certain circumstances – it really is black and white. There is no gray. You know, it's like John Galt said here, if you're not Catholic, then you ain't black. <laughs> <laughs> but, there's, you know, I think there's a lot of areas where there are gray. Like I said, you can be a Democrat and you can be Catholic as long as you're not the yeah. modern day Democrat. Uh, you know, again, I'll reference mm-hmm. Tim Pool. I'll reference individuals like Joe Rogan. These are not your your modern day liberals. These are not your modern day Democrats. You know, Joe Rogan is, is very left of center on so many different things, but he's yes, very he pro gun. He's very, you know, he he is this free speech. Obviously, that's what he does. And yeah, when you look at a lot of these folks that are the traditional Democrat. These are the folks that are walking away. These are the, the Brandon Struckers of the They're world. These are the uh, um, Candace Owens. These are the, the walkaways. The Black said, the Leg said, the Rex said. Um, I'm just going to start making up exits here at this particular point. You know, the 119 <laughs> exits. I, I don't even care. You know, these are the folks that, that are telling you that the Democrat Party left us like they they lost their damn minds. It's like, bye, Felicia. I, I got nothing. No, I'm out. You know, as a matter of fact, I got a good I got a good sound effect here for you. This is what I think a lot of the modern day Democrats feel. Oh, yeah. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm gonna get the fuck up out of here. This shit, I'm out. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> That's great. And afterwards, you gotta follow it up with the, the song where the guy's like, hell no, hell to the, no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, my brother just mentioned this here, too, that, uh, and I'm sure you heard this here because. Um, was it Joe Rogan that proposed this or someone else? But that Joe Rogan moderate a debate, a three, like a three or four hour debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. I think they sh- I, 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 I'm so glad that the president said that he would want to do that. Um, because why, why shouldn't you? I mean, what else do you have to do? You're out there trying to get the American people uh, to understand your message and policies that you're trying to pass. And uh, I know two-hour debates, those those go fast. People think they're long. No, they go pretty fast. I was watching back in 2016. I was like, oh, man, this went too fast. Uh, yeah, but, but I'm one of those weird people that likes to watch that stuff. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Um, but here's, here's the fun part, though. You take a look at someone like, you take a look at someone like, Donald Trump, he gets up on stage and he'll go two hours ad lib. Like, he, what is he, like yes, 76, he 77, something like that? 
Biden's a little older, He's, I believe. He's uh, 70. Trump is 74. I think Biden is 77, 78. Okay. So, so Trump is in his, in his 70s, his, his lower 70s. But yet he goes out there and he is literally just like fire and brimstone, piss and vinegar, and he just <laughs> goes. Like it is streaming, it is streaming consciousness is what he's doing. Well, not even that. Remember, remember back at the end of the, like towards the end of the election, the last couple of days, he was having up to six rallies a day. Right. And he would, so for, he could imagine given four hours with no one else in the room, just him and Joe Biden with uh, Joe Rogan or someone else moderating it. Some one of Joe Rogan's uh, buddies moderating it. And plus back in 2016, Trump did not practice for the debate. No, he has admitted that he didn't, but now he's practicing. So now with the practice plus the way that he is, he goes off Imagine how destroyed Joe <laughs> Biden's gonna be. No, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick here. Hey, John OBFSU mentioned here nothing wrong with us seventy-year-old punchy bastards. No, sir, I am not saying anything wrong about you. Um, and then, let me go back real quick to my to my mentorship commentary that I made back earlier tonight. I look for mentors that are. They don't necessarily have to agree to be mentors for me. They just like, you just keep doing you, and I want to observe you and be like, damn, okay, I don't want to be like this person. I want to learn from this person everything that I possibly can. So, no, a lot of you 70-year-old punchy bastards, God bless you. I love you because, you know what, you're helping me step up my game. And, and of course, Mike had to concur with that. Teresa put here elder abuse and I'm like I'm not even getting involved in that. We we need we need to make a class action lawsuit against the Democrat Party for abusing an elder. Oh well what is and, it, and who I, knows if it would hold up in the court. Well and I have a theory that he's faking it, but that's for as a as a topic for another day. But you know, just take a look whether it's actually whether it's actually affecting him, whether he's got some form of dementia or whether or not he's faking it. This man can answer one question without stumbling over his words. You know that thing and um, yes. corn pop and the hairs on my legs and my butt cheeks and uh, dude, the great city of Nevada. And I was Calvin Coolidge's vice president. Right. Listen here, <laughs> fats. Probably. Listen here, fats. <laughs> it's like okay. First of all, oh, I, I know I know I'm girthy, but if I heard this. I, I'd knock your dentures out. By the way, he said he was in better physical shape than Trump. And he's like, you know why I could take him? I could, look at me. Look at him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Joe. Trump's a big boy. He'll knock him over. Well, not only that, but Corn Pop <laughs> was. I, I always go back to Corn Pop. Because Corn Pop wasn't real. Corn Pop was a bad dude. No, he wasn't. You know how I know this? Because no self-respecting G would call himself Corn Pop. So corn pop, <laughs> like, like seriously, like, okay, and again, I'm gonna date myself. I, I am, I, I am, I'm not old. I'm ancient, and um, I remember back in the '80s, there was a, uh, there was a movie. It was called Breaking, and it was a terrible movie. But you know, this is when breakdancing and hip hop was just coming onto the scene, 
into popular culture, and then they, they yep. decided to do a sequel, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Horrible title. Yeah. Even worse movie. But at least the characters had, like, cool names. You know, there was Turbo, or Turbo Special K, Ozone. Guess what you didn't hear in there? Corn Pop. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I, I know Even that culture. Popcorn's a better name. Like, I know that culture. Like, if there was any, like, corn-type names going on there, it would be something like, I don't know, Reaper of Corn. Just saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, it, it would be I something exactly dark. It would be something really, really dark. Like, Pop. Why do they call him Pop? Yep. Well, his actual name is Papa Cap in your ass. And he's from a small tribe just north of Detroit. <laughs> it's called the Slapaho tribe. You know, I mean, it's like... I, that I believe because I know people like that. Corn pop, corn pop wasn't real. I'm just saying. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> now the blonde here, man. But real quick, well, you know, I th- I think he's rubbing off on uh, Kamala Harris with some of the shit he's saying because she, she they caught her saying uh, in a Harris. Biden, or no, in a Harris administration. A Harris administration. Joe Biden as president. <laughs> Maybe his gaps are starting to wear off onto, or uh, go on to other people. It's like being around radiation too long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just writing something here. Oh, so, oh. John mentioned here, here from OBFSU, he's like, you know, that's a good point. Uh, about faking it. Uh, wait, I just scrolled right past there. All right, let's go back up. Let's go back up. Uh, great defense strategy that gets him off his charges for multimillionaire, multi-million dollar um, chick and Ukraine deals. And that's the thing, because if he, he's establishing a pattern that he's in consistent cognitive decline, and if he can't mount a proper defense... When the charges come up for Joe Biden, and eventually they will, they will not come up during this election. Why? Because DOG, DOJ has a policy of not doing charges or anything else for anybody running for president. Everyone else is pretty much a president or vice president. And they kind of extend it to, you know, federal level offices, too. But generally speaking, they will not do any acts. I think it's like 90 days prior to an election. So you won't see – everybody wants to see the, the arrests and all this other stuff. And I want to see them. Dear God, I want to. I want to see the Durham investigation concluded with in, indictments. And there have been smaller indictments that have, have come about. I think we will see Yeah. That. One of the things, you know, and it's interesting because if you notice that ever since Gisselaine Maxwell has been uh, arrested, ever since she's been in custody, there have been cells Catch. of children – that have been discovered yep. during all these Saving human them. trafficking and sex trafficking uh, deals. Coincidence? I think there not. Is, there, it's 2020. There are no more coincidences. There are no coincidences. <laughs> there are no, <laughs> John, just put correction. Uh, LOL. Chink equals ch- oh, chick equals chink equals Chinese. <laughs> Noted. By the way, I make the reference just the same, too, so I'm not, not even going to try. Uh, God, isn't that a terrible thing to say? Yes, it is, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Why? Because I'm an equal opportunity discriminator. I hate everybody equally. It's kind of like Arlie Ermey from Full Metal Jacket. 
Arlie Ernie from Full Metal Jacket. To me, you are yeah. all equally worthless. Yeah. <sighs> You're not even human effing beings. <laughs> you are unorganized, grab pieces of human poop. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm really trying to clean up my language on here. Like I, I'm trying. Like I don't care if the guest really does too much, but for me, it's like I'm trying to kind of. All right, I don't want to go too over the top because I know once I get started, it's like one f bomb after another. So it's like <laughs> I, I'm horrible. Is that you, John Wayne? Is this me? Oh man! So let's let's get into the nerd aspect here because. And I and I love getting into this because I know for some folks that a lot of folks would like to dismiss. By the way, what's up, sweet Bubba Lou? I got the young man down here. Hey, I love you. <laughs> Go do your thing. All right. You get one. You get one or I'm going to punch you. Yeah, he's homeschooling, so it's like, yeah, okay, all right, dude, all right, you can stay up, do your thing. But eventually, I will punch him though, because that's what we do. It was Damn. funny. It was funny because <laughs> he, he he came up on me, he punched me, and this was a couple weeks ago. I'm like, dude, what you do that for? He goes, well, I'm beating you up, and I'm like, what do you mean? Well, why? <laughs> what I do? And he looks at me like straight, like right in the eye, like serious. He goes. Well, that's what we do. I beat you up. You beat me up. That's what we do. I'm like, okay, <laughs> game on. All right, yeah, respect, okay? All right, so I like getting into the nerd aspect of things because a lot of people want to dismiss it because it's just a TV show. It's just comic books. It's just cartoons. It's just whatever. However, I think that if you take that approach, you're missing the boat. You're wondering why your children are growing up to be Antifa members? Well, because you let them little bastards watch Captain Planet. Because you let them little bastards do all kinds of stupid stuff. You know? Yep. You did not monitor Captain what your Planet. children were watching or take the slightest interest. And I'm a huge comic book fan. I still am to this day. I don't buy the comic books. A lot of the times that I, you know, that I keep up on that type of stuff, it's usually through YouTube and a breakdown of it. You know, so I kind there of play go. it out in my Damn. head because I don't have the time. Like the nearest comic book store for me is like forty-five miles away. So I, oh my God. I, I ain't doing that. I told you I live in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. So DC Comics. Now, DC Comics has had a lot of financial troubles. It really reminds me of Marvel Comics back in the 90s where they actually mm -hmm. had to go bankrupt because they went way over the top. Now, DC Comics, they keep rebooting themselves. It's like every four or five years they do some major event. They end up rebooting themselves. And right now they're in the middle of this so-called uh, Darkest Night type thing. Well, any, no, uh, Dark Knight's mm -hmm. Metal. Well, anyway. There is a offshoot of a Wonder Woman comic book, and it's called Wonder Women of History. Have you heard about this? Uh, I have not. Oh, it, in, uh, enlighten me. I and, and and I'm going to have to enlighten you because it's it's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, let's see here. Sixteen year olds. I'm going to do that later. Joe Biden. We talked. No, we haven't done that one yet. Uh, Joe Rogan. Oh, God, I got to do the NFL. 
NFL is such a joke. Anyway, so DC <laughs> Comics here. This is from the Daily Wire. They they got like, this new comic book. It's a it's a one off, so it's not within the DC continuity. Uh, no, it's not all trans right. men. It's not all trans men, but apparently they're going to be featuring real world heroes like AOC and Rashida Tlaib. Now I ain't even going to lie. AOC, oh no, I'm not even going to lie. AOC is is hot. Like no, nobody's kicking AOC <laughs> out of her out of their bed. I mean, let's just be honest about that. Nobody's kicking her out. Like afterwards, yes, walk of shame, but no. Anyway, so DC Comics is releasing a graphic novel under the uh, celebrating the women, the Wonder Women of history, and including amongst seventeen female real world heroes, uh, will be the leftist darlings, AOC, Rashida Tlaib, and even former presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren. Oh yes, <laughs> they the list Focahontas. of Wonder Women. Uh, yeah, Focahontas got put her in here. The list of Wonder Women in history also include Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I don't have a <laughs> no 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 no. I don't have a problem with RBG. I don't, and here's why. Here's a woman who's had like four different types of cancer that would have I should have killed her within like six to twelve months, but yet she is like cybernetically still going like she just i don't know what it is that that's getting her going but she should have been dead like decades ago from the types of cancers right. that she's had and she's it, a vampire uh, maybe but it, it doesn't change the fact that this woman it just obviously she she's getting the best medical treatment and all that other stuff and a lot of that because when you go through all that medical treatment and everything else like that you out it takes a toll on you. There are individuals, and yeah. I've known them, where it's like, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this anymore. She keeps kicking ass. I, I'm not going to knock that. When you're doing something that goes above and beyond, God bless you. I disagree with her philosophies. However, look at her. That's very understandable. So I get that. Yeah. It you also includes point. individuals like Serena Williams, Beyonce. I wonder if they're going to throw Sasha Fierce in there, too. Uh, some comedian. I don't know who the hell Tig uh, Notaro is. But no conservative women. <laughs> My brother goes, she's using, she's using HCQ, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. But no conservative women well, were, were listed in that. Well, they'll probably put in Cardi B next. So she's got the WAP. Well, apparently the WAP wasn't good enough for her husband because uh, he was out, like, dipping into other WAP. And, yeah, apparently Cardi, uh, Cardi B's WAP, was, her pH is off or something. I don't know. Her pH balance is all <laughs> fucked up. But, you know, I, I'm, just using Car- I, I'm just using Cardi B's words. Don't quote me on that. Cardi B did all that. So that's, you know, whatever. WAP. Wow. <laughs> What are we talking about here? Oh. But this is crazy that they're creating a comic book like this. Or a comic. Is it going to be a series or just a book? It's a book. It's just a graphic a novel, right? And basically it's going to have 17 separate stories with tales of the real world heroes who take up Diana's mantle. Diana being, um, you know, Princess Diana, uh, you know, yeah. Wonder Woman. 
and work in fields of science, social justice, act, acti- activism, diplomacy, and more. Oh the anthology has an all-female creative team led by Lori Hulse Anderson. Got to have 700 last names, of course. Best known for her young adult <laughs> novels. Each individual entry into the anthology will be written and drawn by a team of female-identifying and non-binary individuals. This book will also include pinups. By the way, by the way, did you know that Merriam-Webster has has done an addition to the word female? She died. Well, didn't she? Uh, no, 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 Mer- no, no, no. Merriam-Webster uh, is a dictionary. Okay. Yes. And yes, they added the term for female because, you know, person who was born no. with a certain blah, blah, blah. But they added in there having a gender identity that is opposite of a male. They're now oh considering God. it to be female. What the fuck, man? So These again, people lost their fucking mind. So again, you know, because this is a female identifying so if I'm a damn good artist, right, and I want to be part of this project, guess what I'm doing today? A brother all of a sudden decides, <laughs> you know what, I'm now identifying as a sister because I want to in on this because y'all going to pay me even though your book is going to fail. That's how it's going to get down. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yes. It's so pathetic. Like this is, this is like the epitome of go woke, get, you know, get woke, go broke. It's kind of like the NFL. <laughs> NFL, Major League Baseball. I am so I am so incredibly happy that pro sports is dying. I, I, I can't I can't tell you enough. Amen. Amen on that. Did you, for the fact I, I didn't I don't watch any sports. But I heard that our own team here in Wisconsin, the Packers, couldn't even come out of the locker room. For the national anthem, at least the people who are kneeling are out there. But the fact that you can't even come out of the yep. locker room—wow, man! I hope all these teams fail. I hope that people just take their stuff and they just start burning it. Screw pro sport. It, it, it's really supposed to be like the Roman Coliseum. We always talk about this—one big unnecessary headache of a distraction. Yeah, but uh, it, it's just. But here's and the left uses it as a tool. But here's the problem, though. You know, and I don't think it, it necessarily was to be the the Roman Colosseum, but no, it wasn't. The idea, is, I think, is that we want to watch movies, we want to watch sports, and I'm not. I've never been a big sports fan. Like I, I could give a damn about. 22 millionaires playing on the field and being a bunch of whiny little bitches. And that just never appealed to me. Now, by the same token, I love the highlight reels. Like you just want to, I mean, let, let's also be honest here too, that these guys are at the peak of physical fitness. I mean, I don't care yeah. if you're talking 125 pounds and he runs a three minute mile or a 450-pound man that can do a 440 in, like, 3.2 seconds. You know, absolutely incredible physical specimens, no doubt. However, once you've let the the liberal indoctrinative politics infect your organization, 
Once you have individuals like J.J. Watts, so J.J. Watts is an individual who's done great things for his communities, no matter where he's at. But you end up taking a stand and saying, you know what, I'm not going to kneel. And then two days later, recant and then double down on stupid because you were pressured into going onto the wrong side of history. Yep. Now I want nothing to do with you. I don't even want to watch the highlights. I don't want nothing about that. And it's like I, I, I'm actually rooting for you to fail. I understand there's going to be an economic impact here. I understand that. The people that work in the stadiums, the multi-millions that you're going to make. I get all that. But I hope you fail. I hope you fail, and I hope that the rise of the next sports is going to be eSports. I hope it will be the individuals that actually want to play and that could give a damn about the politics. Yep. The people that actually do it for the heart and the soul and the competition. Hell, my brother just said here, you know, I would love for the Coliseum to be real. Hell, if it took that, I'd even be down for it because you're fighting not for politics, but for the victory. Yep. Rather than, than than throw in to this, this BS and force people to have to watch this crap, I'm gonna kneel for the plague. I'm gonna kneel. And the worst part about it is, is that these bastards, all of these bastards in the NFL in particular, and that's what I'm calling them, they did it on the weekend of 9/11. As far as I'm concerned, <clears throat> they can go fuck themselves. Oh. Man, I did not know that. Oh man, that that really hurts. I've actually man, lost a lot of people. I have lost a lot of respect for people that are still like, "Well, I'm still going to watch my sports." You know what? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still down with you, but at the same point, I, I've lost some respect with you. You uh, see, you know, because I, I hope like, that the NFL, I, I, if you're not, if you're not willing to to divest yourself of this garbage, what you're doing is that you're perpetuating it. You're perpetuating yep. it through the ratings. You're perpetuating it through the conversation and everything else. I understand there's a lot of bars and restaurants that part of their business model is as a sports bar and restaurant. I get it. Do what you got to do. But mm-hmm. I won't be a part of it. And Gary mentioned that he gave you up know, his sports and he canceled his sports page uh, just because of this. You know, um, if the NFL fails, which I hope it does, that doesn't mean that we want to get rid of sports. There are other opportunities, like the XFL, I think is what it's called, started by Vince McMahon. Yeah, well, they already folded. Correct. They already yep. folded. Something like that can come. It already folded. Damn it. But I, well, think, I was hoping I think that the Rock, something like that would take wait, its place. The Rock and some other investors actually bought that. Wow. So I, I think it folded in its incarnation that it was going to be under Vince McMahon, but it should be something else later on. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, that would be good because that way it would provide an opportunity for sports bars to have uh, their sports go on. It will give people a chance who do like watching and to watch. That way it's not political uh any club tries to do anything political probably booted or fired i mean you're you're playing you know the rules 
you're here to play the game. If you want to do stuff afterwards uh, on your free time, go ahead. It's on you. Well, I think that's, game time is game time. Well, I think that's why I'm more a fan of like the combat sports because it's like you know what they're not here to talk about anything else. They they just want to go out there and win the match and do their thing. MDP checking in here tonight. Mike, what's going on, brother? How you doing? And I want to mention here too that John mentioned. Um, it's a great point. If our troops are prepared to bleed for our nation at twenty plus thousand dollars a year, but I'd make I, I, I'd add twenty, thirty, forty. Switching off a TV set doesn't even come close. Screw those U.S. hating pro sports wankers. And I could not agree more. <laughs> and you know, for the, for this, I mean, these people doing this whole kneeling and protesting all this kind of stuff, like they don't understand that this country, that flag, what it represents, gives them that not only right but privilege. To make those kind of statements, those kind of protests, to do those kind of actions of kneeling. They don't understand that. Go anywhere else around the world, you probably won't get away with that. Maybe England, but maybe France, but I uh, don't think anyone else could get away. And go, go to China, see if you can get away with that. Yeah. Go to somewhere in the Middle East, if they even have sports over there. Well, they, got, <laughs> I mean, they got soccer. That's true. That's right. They do have soccer. I always forget about soccer. Everyone's, um, everyone's got soccer, you know. But imagine, get, uh, imagine get away with that. They won't. So it's really stupid on their part. They're just dumb. And uh, they'll pay the price. It's ridiculous. Hey, I want to move on to some follow-up stories. Some stories that, I, right. that I've been wanting right. to keep an eye on here. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of following up on certain stories that need following because, well, there are horrible people in this world that I think just need the worst to happen to them and only them because they just do things that are so incredibly stupid that it's like, you know what? You're hot. This is true. But I hope nothing but the worst in life happens to you and you alone. Case in point here, do you remember a couple weeks ago, there were two women um, that had assaulted this one woman and her child These uh, during the DNC convention. This uh, woman and her child and several other people, and again, I was critical of the mom here, because she brought her son to a DNC convention. This is the DNC convention, I think it was in New Hampshire, because it was televised yep. from New Hampshire. And one of the young ladies, she ended up taking the boy's hat and then she ended up trying to fight the mom and it got all ridiculous well apparently these two wonderful wonderful examples of humanity have been indicted (laughs) on hate crimes after they stole the seven-year-old boy's MAGA hat outside the DNC convention it was Delaware okay so the Delaware police yeah, Delaware. arrested these two wonderful, wonderful ladies, and I say that very loosely. The women are accused of committing <laughs> the crimes for the purposes of interfering with the victim's free expre- exercise or enjoyment of any right, privilege, or immunity protected by the First Amendment of the Constitution, or committed said crime because a victim has exercised or enjoyed said right or rights according to the indictment. Violence in any form is unacceptable, 
but harming another person, let alone a child, because of the expression of their views, betrays the principles on which our country was founded, said Delaware DA Kathleen Jennings, a Democrat, said in a statement. Free speech, free, free assembly, and free expression are sacred, no matter whether you agree with their opinion, their opinions expressed, and especially when we don't. And that's actually a Democrat I can agree with. By the way, the I remember the mom in this. She's like, baby, go get your hat. And the, the, the chick that took the hat was still holding it. Like, I, I'd be like, oh, ba- I, I'd have been like, baby, you need to get behind me because I'm about to shoot somebody. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, I, like daddy, daddy might shank somebody, shoot somebody. I don't know. I'm about to flip a coin. Something's about to get real. Like, I, I would not have put my kid in harm's way. Like, I think that woman needs a beating, too. Like, why would you do that? Why would you send your child? Oh, man. John Galt mentioned on here, did you see the story out in San Francisco? There was a dude who, um, who pooped in Nancy Pelosi's driveway. Apparently, that got the police out there. You can wow. poop, you can poop anywhere in San Francisco except Pelosi's driveway. That's ridiculous. Oh, oh my God! These politics is uh, politics is violent. It is now. Uh, like it is now. It doesn't have to be, but it is now. These oh. people are crazy. They lose their damn minds. Especially the leftists. I just, I can't. I'm glad those two girls got arrested. And I learned maybe it should be a lesson learned uh, for many other people. Like, hey, you take someone's right away to express their freedom of speech, uh, you're going to get indicted. We don't talk about that well, here. And I'm not a fan uh, of hate crimes. Like, I'm not a fan of hate crimes because I think it's, like, stupid. It's kind of like, oh, you killed a black guy. That's a hate crime. Uh, I, I think just generally you got to hate somebody to kill them, but maybe that's just me. You know, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong on that. <laughs> well, you hate everyone equally, so it's hard. Well, I guess anything I do wrong. It's like, dude, you were speeding. It's a hate crime. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of did hate the did hate the speed limit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, the only people in uh, MDP mentioned here when Nutty Nan gets to room temp, not many people will be crying. The only people that will be crying are the people that are selling and making that fifteen dollar per pint ice cream. That's pretty much it. Nancy Pelosi is an interesting <laughs> character, as are there a lot of people in Congress. It's like, how the hell do you you make less than two hundred thousand dollars a year, but yet you're a multimillionaire? Like, how do you do this? Legally, it makes no sense. Well, they got everyone else buying, probably buying them food and driving them around, so they don't have to. But spend money on food. Well, they don't have to spend money it. on gas. But that's part of it. But do you ever notice how all these all these uh, politicians, their husbands are the ones, their their spouses, their husbands, their wives are the multimillionaires? It's like, nah, 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 nah. Come on now. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense here. So one thing's not like the other here. <laughs> so let's do another follow-up here gotta, real quick. I'm sure you remember that. All right. Uh, and then I'll, I, I'm sure you remember that famous French actor. 
Oh, 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 juicy smoulet. Juicy, yes. juicy smoulet. Ah, That's right. Smoulet. Juicy smoulet. We, you know, we, 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 we love him. Um, he's the only dude that I know that goes out in the coldest day of the year, sub-zero weather, 2 a.m. in the middle of downtown Chicago to Subway. Like, I don't even think Subway's yep. open at 2 a.m., but, hey, Juicy will do that. <laughs> Because that's what Juicy does, you know. Well, apparently, yep. Apparently, Juicy needed some more attention because Juicy Smouillet said that he was set up from the beginning of the investigation into his racist attack claims and claims that there was two witnesses who saw exactly what he saw. So he's doubling down on this. Now he's claiming it's a setup. So the actor made comment made made the claim in a rare interview with activist Mark Lamont Hill on Instagram Live on Wednesday, and he says, "I would say, and again, you know, I have to be careful what I say because I'm still in a court case. But at this time, it's out there. There's also two witnesses that saw white men. So you know, say exactly what I saw. What I say, what I saw. That's what he said here." <laughs> saw exactly what I say that I saw. These are the things that people don't necessarily oh know because the lies and the things that are not true were yelled from the rooftop. But then the second that something came out that corroborated everything I said, all of a sudden, it was not even a whisper. Yeah, but what about those two brothers from Wakanda? You know, I'm like, you pay $5,000 for a physical trainer? Come on now. $5,000 for a physical trainer You should be like ripped Like WWE ripped Right Right Doesn't make any sense uh, I, I mean it's, uh, These people are crazy You know Juicy's gonna get it right You know Juicy's going to jail at some point right Oh he's gone He's gone and he's like a Oh man like a, a water pa- bottle on the desk They gonna pass him around like a pack of cools and you know what? He, <laughs> yeah, he he might be down with that. I don't know. It just really depends. I mean, but who knows? I mean, his canteen will be full. He'll be good. He'll be good. <laughs> yes, it will. He'll never have to worry <laughs> about. He will never have to worry about a thing again. Oh man! They're gonna, you know what they're going to tell him? They're going to tell him. Well, I need you to act and act some scene out or whatever before <laughs> before they give him what they got coming <laughs> a, little, a little romeo and juliet or something going on man but yeah <laughs> hey so did you catch um out there in la over the weekend uh two la uh, los angeles uh sheriff deputies that were shot in the head over the weekend you know what these it's terrible mm-hmm. it's very terrible that that's happening um our police should not be targeted for um, hits, but yet like they this, are. Because that's what that was. Yep, it was a hit, and you have people like LeBron James, uh, one of those star athletes who makes millions of dollars every year. Yeah, LeBron James uh, can eat the D. Like is you had uh, him talking his running his mouth, and mm-hmm. then the, uh, the sheriff, I think. Yep. Uh, came out and said, "Well, aren't you? Are you going to match the money or uh, yeah, uh, the reward match money the, uh, amount of money?" Yep. 
Because they offered a hundred thousand dollars. They offered a hundred thousand dollars for the uh, identification and information leading to the arrest of this individual. They shot these two LA uh, LA sheriff's deputies. Now these two individuals are still in the hospital. They're in critical condition. So Saturday, uh, an individual gunman came up and just emptied his his firearm emptied his gun, it was a handgun, yep. into the squad car of two officers, two deputies, sheriff's deputies, and shot them in the head. One of them was a 31-year-old mother of one, and another was a 24-year-old rookie. Now, that is tragic enough. However, when they tried to bring these individuals to the hospital, they were blocked and there were people out there chanting, we hope they die. Yep. You know. That is just, that's just fucked up. And well, it's beyond that. that just is. I think it's beyond that. And, and what's worse, though, if it can keep getting worse, and I understand it's context, but at the same point, now you had, within 24 hours, Sunday, Joe Biden was calling for gun control. You know, nobody needs weapons of war. Nobody needs these high-capacity magazines. This had nothing to do. What is a weapon of war? Like, you give me a rock in five minutes, I can turn that rock into a <laughs> weapon of war. You know, I, I, have, yep. I have a fake microphone over here on my desk. <laughs> and you give me five minutes and an individual that I really don't like, that fake microphone is a weapon of war. Yes, it is. And it didn't require a magazine either. You know, so I, I leave it to leave it to these liberals to take advantage of this this terrible situation, these terrible incidents, and try to exploit them to the point where it's like, okay, we're this is an opportunity. We're going to go ahead and maximize it. And it's like you know, well, you what? know what? I'm going to how about condemn the asshole that ended up doing this. I'm going to float two things out here. One, the really bad thing is there are people who know who this individual is mm -hmm. and them not coming forward and saying who it is is even worse. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the one thing. Well, the second thing is mm -hmm. the Democrats, when it comes to policy, it's like a cycle. Yeah. Like the rain, it's like the water cycle. They move from one thing to the next to the next and it just go, keeps going in a circle. So we had over here coronavirus, and then at one point it was like immigration, and then the next point it was terrorism, and yep. the next thing was uh, World War Three, and now we're back to guns. Well, and, and don't forget, Adam Schiff is pushing Russia once again. That too. So there we go. We're, we're back in the water cycle again. Could it be that someone like George Soros or someone with that kind of money paid a random individual to just go out and commit this act so mm -hmm. that they could push gun by or uh, gun control i i don't think it was necessarily that so much it was an individual that thought they can get away with it and i think this is an example yeah. of a useful idiot and and not to say what, what you're saying is out of the realm of possibility because i do think that is within the realm of possibility I mean, hell, it's 2020. Everything's on the table at this particular point. 
But there's a God lot of useful idiots people. that'll go out there and they will act on the behalf of certain things, you know, mm-hmm. BLM, because they want to make something of themselves, or- and they think they're going to. Yeah, there you go. They're going to make a name. That's exa- I think you're exactly right about that. Um, this I think falls in is reactionary to the the BLM talking point that they're hunting down black males, and it's like you do realize at thirteen percent of the population, if they wanted to hunt you down, you would be extinct. People like you and yep. I, if they wanted to hunt us down and eradicate us all, it would be a matter of months if they decided. You know what? Here's what we're gonna do. Like literally, it would it would not take much to eradicate a, a group of people if you put your mind. They to have it. the resources. They have the money. They have the support. Right. The numbers. They could easily do it. I mean, the numbers alone just makes it lopsided. You know, and then you, you take into into account you know the twenty twenty technology, dude. If they really wanted you, they they'd get you. So all this, I think, leads into and feeds this monster. And then you got somebody who's going to like, oh, I'm going to do this. Okay. Well, that's what you're doing. You know, and then, of course, it gives reason for individuals like the Joe Bidens, the Kamala Harris's, and your leftists. You know, they're going to push gun control. And, but the silver lining, if there is such a thing and in, in, in such it's such a horrible, horrible circumstance, is this... The left, like I said, they are telling you what they're going to do. They are they they telegraph everything. And mm-hmm. the worst part about it is for so many years, people on the right have just bought into it and like well, I'll take it at face value without realizing that they're telling you what they're going to do. Oh, they're just being mm-hmm. over the top. No, they're not. <laughs> they are God. Oh I'm so frustrated. And people, people wonder why. I mean, the curtain's open. Yeah, we see the wizard. The, it's true. Uh, these people are frustrating. <laughs> they really, they are. They just are. I mean, half of them uh, have the emotional intellect. And I'm not talking about the, the supporters. I'm talking. Well, I'm maybe some Antifa people in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking more like the politicians, the radicals, the uh, squad, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, these people have the emotional intellect of a bootstrap, but there are masters at flipping the narrative. There are masters at, like you mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. crafting words, playing on words. Uh, There are masters at it. And for us to just take it at face value, it's hurt us really bad. You can look at the education system. Yeah. That's a perfect example. We got fucked over. I mean, they have complete control, and we have no say. Hell, you can't even be a a conservative in a school without being hated on by the the teachers or the radicals. Well, for you hated on, you Uh, get fired for the most part. I mean, there was one teacher that that said Trump is your president, and he ended up being fired. I was like, wait a minute. I do this on my own private Twitter account. What the hell? Are are you serious? Yeah, I mean, okay, lawsuit, here we come. You know, 
But yeah, it, it is. And then they had that mentality mm-hmm. uh, where it's like you said earlier, if you're not with me, you're against me. Well, like I said, I think that there's there there are times when that is applicable, but it's not as often as what a lot of people would like to think. But mm-hmm. I do believe we are now at a particular juncture, at a nexus in time, where we are at that point. We are at this area where if you're not with President Trump, and, and, and Trump is faulty. Let's, let's not pretend that he's a saint. Like he's not the second coming. He is not the cure-all. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't want to seem like some kind of, you know, Donald Trump sycophant. But if you're not voting for this president, you're voting against him. If, and, yep. I, and, and I love E.N.C. Jordan. E.N.C. Jordan's a great guy. He's a brother. You know, but at the same point, it's like, you know, he, he's big on the whole Joe Jorgensen. And I get why he is. But it's like, dude, number one, she's batshit crazy. Number two, she's yep. unelectable. Come back here, brother. Just, 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 just run with us. And you got four years to, to work for an actual libertarian that can be elected. And it's possible to do in that four-year period. But until then, you're either pro-American or you're for the demise of this country. There is no in-between at this point. We are literally... No, there is not. And it's a terrible thing to say. And I've warned about this for years. One can go into my archives. I've talked about the potential for a civil war. I've warned against a hot civil war. I have said for years we are in a cold civil war, and now the heat's been turned up. Mm-hmm. And November fourth, you may not want it. No, forget November four. We're already in it. The heat is at four right now. You may not want to be in it, but it does not mean that Antifa, the BLM, Marxist radicals. And again, I categorize BLM in three ways. The people that actually believe Black Lives Matters, God bless you, because yep. you know what, Black Lives do matter. The BLL opportunists, the ones that are just seen as a opportunity to go out there and rob, steal, do whatever, loot. You need to be locked up, and you got the BLM Marxist. You know what? I don't necessarily have a problem with your ideology in the sense that you're free to have that, but. Once you start enacting and enabling the violence, you need Gitmo. But that's just me. <laughs> that's yep. just me. Domestic terrorists, <sighs> what they are. Well, and, and unfortunate for them, they've actually put branches out in other countries. So it's not just domestic. Between Antifa Worldwide, and BLM, now. now we're talking international. international. Yep. That's true. I keep forgetting about everyone else. We've got so much shit going on here. Oh, it is a big poop <sighs> show. It is a big poop show, I tell you. All right, man, <laughs> listen. I got to close it out, man, because I got like 17 minutes, and I got to pretend to work tomorrow and all that. I call what I work. I don't call what I actually do work. Like, seriously, I don't. It's it's 
I love what I do so much professionally that it's not work. It's I get to sell things to people and talk to people. It's like, oh, what a beautiful thing. But yes, but I gotta be I gotta be at my best. I gotta be at my best, brother. So I gotta close this out, my friend. I gotta get going. I have to eat. Thank you, Ed, for having me on. Anyone who has Twitter. Throw it out. Oh, what were you to say? No, no, no. Throw it out there. Throw anyone it. who has, anyone who has Twitter, definitely go follow my Twitter at uh, Hilario De Leon Twelve. Uh, I've been posting more recently now. I've uh, been getting some more followers. I went from twenty-five followers on Twitter now to seventy-three within a week because uh, I'm sharing some good stuff out there and people like Scott Pressler. Uh, follows me, so uh, that's awesome. So hopefully we can get more people supporting and then get some good stuff. Uh, we need positive stuff. There's a movement, like Scott Presser said, a movement on love and uh, fighting for the sake of this nation. And Ed, I appreciate you always having me on. Uh, I didn't expect to be on this long. It happens, uh, man, when I the was, conversation goes, man. But it does. They had good conversation, and I appreciate it. Hey, real quick here. So when we had the chicken burn a few weeks ago, so Scott Pressler was up there giving his, uh, doing his little speech and everything. And all I kept thinking in the back of my head was, damn, this dude needs, like, and I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of, like, recreational marijuana. But I was like, dude, this dude needs, like, <laughs> dude needs, like, a joint and needs to chill the hell out, like, like, dude was like, I was like, dude, settle down. And he's like, woo. And, uh, and I'm like, bro. He's very passionate. Up. Very. Dude, no, there's being passionate and there's like, wow, you are, that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of like next level. That, that That's big PP energy right there. That's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> But no, man. No, he was he, he was a great speaker. All the speakers up there were, were phenomenal. So it was definitely good to see them all out there. And like I said, Scott, very animated, very just out there. And he had a lot of good stuff to say. So it was wonderful. One of I think we wrote the chat in the in the uh, main chat room here on PC. So I gotta take a look and see what I'm missing here on mobile but hilario thank you very much for joining man i do appreciate that of course brother ed anytime all right my friend you take care of yourself and we'll talk soon sounds good take care bye-bye all right guys that was hilario dillion there from trump victory so wish him nothing but the best i'm definitely seeing and hearing more from him yep you guys broke it <laughs> I love it. So that means I got to go back here and take a look at all the good chats and everything. Yeah, and, and Mike, you're right. It's literally boiling down to Americans versus Marxists, Americans versus communists. You know, and a lot. Unfortunately, I think for a lot of folks, they have this romanticized idea of socialism and communism that you know we're all going to be equal. You know, to each according to their ability, to each according to their needs, and nothing could be worse. Nothing could be further from the truth, because what we've learned throughout history is that when you implement such a type of policy, 
what ends up happening is that the producers become disincentivized. They become disincentivized because, well, why the hell am I going to work when the guy who's sitting on his ass doing next to nothing is getting the same thing that I'm getting? I work my ass off personally, professionally, to do everything I can to make, like I said, I try to separate my show from what I do professionally, but contextually, I will tell you I work in sales. So I work my ass off to try to make those sales. But if the individual who's not working to do that gets the same pay I get, then, well, what's the point? Why wouldn't I lower my production level? That's why when you find a lot of these unions and stuff, when they see somebody that's overproducing, they end up calling them a rate buster. Why? Because that person who's a quote-unquote rate buster, well, they're producing more because they have a higher standard than the people that just settle for just whatever. But that in and of itself is going to be a story for another day. Um, I got to close this out here. We're looking at 12 minutes, and I'm probably going to close it out here in the next two or three. But... I want to leave you guys with this here. We're dealing with dark times. We got these sheriffs here that were shot in the head. And thank God they're still alive. Let us give a prayer for them. Um, there were individual sheriffs. I forget. It was a Midwest state where, uh, again, another ambush. One is still in critical condition. The other is dead. There is a war in law enforcement. There is a war in Christianity. Um, the enemies, they make no bones about it. They're out there. They're telling you what they're going to do. Understand that these folks there, they're not playing games. Years ago, I warned about Antifa, and yet here they are. And I'll tell you, it's very easy to fall into this trap. It's very easy to think to ourselves, like, you know what? This is so overwhelming, so daunting that I'd just rather not deal with it. And that's going to work one of two ways. Number one, it works in the sense that, you know what? You're just going to give up and just be like, whatever. You do whatever you got to do as long as I can be left alone. Or it can work in the sense that there's a lot of people that just wanted to be left alone. Key word in that sentence was wanted. And you did not leave them alone. And because you didn't leave them alone, you wonder why they're going to rain hellfire on you. And eventually that day will come. I pray to God that I'm wrong. But understand that villains do need to be dealt with. And I, it is my sincerest hope that the loss of life is minimal. It is my sincerest hope that it is not the citizen activist, the citizen soldier that has to go out and do it. It is my sincerest hope that it is law enforcement that can quell this violence to put these villains to bed because understand, my people, understand, folks, that there are villains in this world. These villains are real. Understand that these villains have nothing but the worst of intentions for you me and our families. But I need you to understand now more so than ever that as real as villains are, so too are heroes. Because you know what? Hells if I get the right music, right? But so too are heroes. And you need to understand that you too can become a hero for yourself, your family, your community your state, your nation. Because now more than ever, this is a time when you are needed to step up. Whether you're calling your congressman, your senators, your governor, 
whether you're doing a blog, a podcast, it doesn't matter. Go out there, do something positive. We got 48 days. As a matter of fact, within about a little over an hour, we got 47 days until election 2020, November 3rd. Guys, like our brother John from OBFS who says, the belly's blast, light will shine. You can be confident, but you cannot be complacent. So go out there and become the best version of yourselves you can be. And the only way you can do that is to become the exception, not the rule. Do not fall into the trap of letting others define you. Go out there and kick ass. Live that life that God has intended you to be. Until that note, I'll see you guys next week, Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Good night. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. I'm out.